I mean, her smile till this day, bro, till this day, her smile legit lights up the room. Never, ever, ever, ever have I been more captivated by a woman's smile. Every single time my wife smiles at me, I'm just like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, that's one, I think for me, that's, that's probably my favorite, my favorite thing about her is her genuine casual smile, you know, like that, that shit makes me feel like all is good in the world whenever she is smiling. Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. All right. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is going to be a great episode. This is a this is a little break from Married at First Sight. You know, I got to switch it up, have guests on all the time. Remember, episode 30, we had uh, the lovely Rosa and Kevin be on there to uh celebrate their near wedding you know it's gonna it's gonna be uh you know in june so good luck with them but today i have a very very special guest and also let's uh first say the title of it and the title is episode 37 finding the one after the one so that's gonna be a very awesome topic but also the episode number is very special it's episode 37 because this guest today i've known this man for 37 years okay <laughs> that is 90 percent of my life <laughs> you know so that's just insane all right so i am I'm, I'm so happy to have like this dude on here like he's one of my oldest friends i love this guy ricardo sir how are you I'm doing great, man. I'm doing absolutely amazing. I appreciate the intro and hearing it, you know, uh, and I actually was thinking about it this morning. I was like, damn, like, we've we really been locked up for a while now. <laughs> 37 years. That's wild, man. Yeah. 37. Yeah, man. That's that's just in, insane. And, uh, and I love it. It's crazy. I remember, like, probably my earliest memory. I, I don't know how old I was, but, like, yeah, we've been friends for so long. I remember, like, my <laughs> – I remember my mom – it was definitely my mom. My mom dropped me off at your like your old house in South mm-hmm. Madison, and like you weren't even there. <laughs> like so, I hung out with like your younger brother and your older brother, and they're like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. And then you know your older brother was like playing like Madden or whatever, and I was just chilling in there with your brothers, and you weren't even there for whatever reason. And I think you like yeah. you came by like later. I mean, came back to your house later, and we like chilled out. But like that was yeah, just but- funny. But that's how, but that's how it was. Uh, you know, I mean, when you friends with somebody for thirty-seven years, obviously that's family. You know, yeah, at, yeah. At the end of the day, that's family. So it it it, it wasn't anything for you. Like, all right, well, I'm just gonna hang out with with his brothers. Then, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was freaking crazy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wanted to get you on here because I think you'd be the best. Uh, well, not contestant. You're not on the show, but like the best, the best person. <laughs> to uh discuss this because i believe uh uh i saw 
I saw um, a uh, hold on. Let me let me bring it up because I, I love this. Um, I saw a recent photo on your Instagram with you and your lovely wife of how many years now? Wife, uh, man, come with twelve in September, but total. I mean, we're we're fifteen years deep now. Total. Oh so wow! We're celebrating twelve years of marriage. Sure. Uh, in September, but yeah, fifteen years strong. That 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 is crazy. And like, I'm I'm looking at this, and like, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna shout you out. This is your Instagram, so it is public. So it's like he <laughs> he just says, you know, I love you. I mean, I really fucking adore you. Like, I wish there were words more meaningful than love and adore to really make you understand the elite level of feelings I have for you. I celebrate you and rejoice every year on this day, my favorite day of the year, the day you, my soulmate, were born. Happy birthday, Mrs. Etienne. And that, like, when I saw that, I was like, God damn, like, this guy loves his <laughs> wife, yo. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how it's supposed to be, but it's just, like, exactly, to yeah. see it, you're like, whoo, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's funny you say that. You say that's how it's supposed to be, you know, and you'll be surprised how many people kind of, you know, ask me questions or comment about stuff like that when I post stuff like that. It's like, you know, like, how do you get there? And how do you do this? And how are you how are you able to say this? Like, you know, what? like, that's my job. This is what I signed up for. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, I told this woman that I was going to love and protect and nurture and cherish her for the rest of my life. So I, I got to do my job, you know? So, no, 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 absolutely. And, and <laughs> it's so funny because I mean, I, I well, I, I, I guess I, I do kind of see you as like a competitive person, but like a competitive person towards yourself, because every year you try to outdo yourself with a surprise for her. Yeah. <laughs> like I, remember, I forget what year it was, but um, I think you did something, like in the house or something or where like she I don't know she went away for like a I don't know a couple hours but like when she came back in you decorated the whole house with just like mad pictures or something like that or is that is it, yeah is that yeah like? yeah well so it was it was her uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking you're, that's her surprise party I think that was like her 30th birthday or something like that so it was at okay. Jean's house okay so I kind of sent her you know I, I had her go hang out for, for the day with their homegirl or whatnot and I dipped out the jeans crib help get set up and whatnot mm-hmm. and uh yeah we had all types of different pictures that's when I did like the little blow-ups and put them on the stick so people could have like random pictures of hers as masks mm-hmm. you know to take pictures with like it was it was crazy but um yeah you're right though like that's one of the things i legit every year i'm like damn what am i gonna do this year what am i gonna say this year what the fuck because because more than anything like trying to outdo myself it's like you know again i set a standard for her this is that this is what she looks forward to from her husband every year now so it's like you know what i mean there was one year oddly enough there was one year where i gave up uh social media for lent so oh, i remember you that. know yeah, so her birthday falls in April, and she legit came up to me sad, like, the week of her birthday, and I'm like, yo, you know, like, what's what's up? She's like, like, I know you gave up social media, and it's like, I'm I'm not going to get that that token yearly post, birthday post mm. that, that I come to love and enjoy and look forward to now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like, I didn't know, I didn't know, like, it meant that much to her that 
that knowing that I wasn't on social media for her birthday that year, she was like, man, that means I'm not going to get my post, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I, I set a standard and I got to live up to it, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And, and it's not even like a, and I'm, and I'm sure it didn't come from like a, a selfish thing. Like, damn, I didn't get my, you know, not like, you know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. didn't get my watch this year, you know, it's like, Oh <laughs> no, you legitimately love like, cause like you were doing it. I mean, you were doing it for her, but you were doing it to, exclaim your love for her it was more for you but it's like oh shoot it's it's hitting you as well (laughs) you know yeah yeah it's good to know that it's appreciated you know exactly she she loves it she appreciates it she looks forward to it you know exactly so so that's awesome that makes me that makes me more excited every year to be like all right you know i gotta i gotta put something together yeah exactly no no it's awesome man and i love it um and and i love uh, again like yeah so you said 12 years as a wife uh 15 years as like a couple um and and i i love absolutely love hearing how far you've come um because um we're, we're here to talk about like how it all started because um a lot of people uh, like myself included and and like your family we did not know this was quote unquote supposed to happen with like somebody else because you were like really in love with this other person um way back in the day and we just thought that this was going to be the person you know so like that's what the title is like finding the one after the one and i'm just really interested and i want to and i'm so thankful that you know you're on the show and you want to uh, essentially share this stuff well i'm making you share this story but i'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> in my head i'm being held hostage people like let's keep it real like somebody send help <laughs> you know no but no but i'm thankful that you want to like share this story about like how like like this i mean not i again not to say that it was supposed to be with somebody else but like it would have been with somebody else but like you know things went on the wayside and i just want to share that story yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, all right, man. So, <laughs> so like, as uh, uh, you know, a uh, nervous laugh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but um, uh, how when how when did you and your uh ex meet? So the ex <laughs> we met, man. It was probably like. I'd have to say this is probably like maybe right around the millennium. Uh, I'm thinking like 99, 2000-ish. I can't remember exactly when. Um, so I was on vacation. I was overseas on vacation and whatnot. Um, you, you know, I used to go to France to see family all the time. We spent holidays there a lot of times, whether it was the two months during the summer or, you know, that month during the holiday break. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, the, the Christmas, New Year's break. And um, she was my... One of my cousin's best friends. First, first, first off, first off, uh, Ricardo made it cool to go to Paris before Jay Z and Kanye. Just, just letting y'all know. <laughs> All right, before that, before that song ever came out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I th- listen, listen. I tell people all the time. Growing up, we didn't have we didn't have the newest sneakers and the coolest clothes and whatnot. But once once a vacation break rolled around. My parents did whatever they could to send us somewhere. You know, yeah. luckily we have family a lot of different places sure. um, that were willing to take us in and hold us down for any break. So it was really just the plane ticket. They just had to worry about getting the plane ticket. So right. till this day, I am so fortunate and and appreciative of that because you know Jordans Jordans wear out, jeans get holes in them. You know, <laughs> you outgrow you outgrow cool 
closed. But, you know, to be able to say that I was able to kind of start traveling the world at a young age like that, um, I appreciate it. It's something I, I, I try to do for my kids now. So, yeah, you know, but. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so, so um uh, she was your what cousin's friend yeah so she's my cousin's my cousin's best friend okay. so we're there it's like the first or second night we're there and you know we're about to go out and hang out my cousin's you know talking to her oh yeah my homegirl's coming whatever boom so she comes and you know i was i immediately i was like that this girl is cute <laughs> you know like and yeah. and you know so 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 uh egotistical stereotypical Dude from New York on vacation in in Paris kicks in and <laughs> right. and I'm out here acting a fool like trying to be all Mister Cool and everything I'm <laughs> not and just trying to just trying to just uh, you know for lack of terms then I was being an asshole like <laughs> <laughs> damn Americans <laughs> for, for real like like the reason why people hate Americans when they go overseas I embodied that whole shit <laughs> thinking that was gonna impress this girl you right, know what right. I mean so so right off top she was like nah bruh like get away from me so right you know um so luckily i was smart enough to be like a hey, nah this ain't gonna work so i, I shut that down immediately like mm-hmm. middle of the night like i was like all right that's not gonna happen i just posted out did my thing you know kind of was being myself within the group whatever not really on her like that and um you know by the end of the night the conversations began to chit chat this and that so you know again it was early on in the trip that for the entire length of the trip, we we spent a lot of time together. You know, granted, mostly in group settings and whatnot with everybody together, but mm-hmm. at the same time, also having some one-on-one time and talking and you know getting to know each other and whatnot. So you know, by the time the end of the trip came around, you know, we had kind of elevated into a, a, a little bit of a romantic thing or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, and it was like, all right, well, I know I'm back here fairly often. And she had mentioned, you know, uh, she had actually was planning on taking a trip out sometime in the near future to the U.S. So it's like, all right, well, you know, let's stay in touch and see what happens, you know. Yeah. Um, so fast forward her and, you know, my cousin and her, they end up actually coming, coming out here uh, on a vacation together and they stayed with us. Um, you know, so again, this gives us an opportunity, like only a few months later to kind of rekindle what has started over there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, same thing. It's 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 a it's a three week trip or whatnot, three, four weeks, however long it was, and you know, another three or four weeks of really getting to know each other and you know, and really kind of advancing, you know, our situation and whatnot. Um, so how how old were you guys at the time? uh 20 i'd say 2021 okay okay yeah you know we right around that 20 because like i said this is just about you know 2000 2001 i can't remember the oh, exact, right right the exact dates but it's right around 2000 and 2001 you sure. know so um so yeah you know it was cool uh, at that point so that's two trips back to back kind of like me over there her over here and then mm-hmm. not the only thing is so at that point i didn't go back to france for a while after that but you know she like clockwork every every five six months you know she she was coming out here you know so we were getting to see each other fairly often you know through through the time of the relationship so and and you you kept in touch with each other 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, our communication was rock solid. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, as if she lived down the street, you know, we just weren't able to see each other. And, you know, at the time, it's not like now where, where you've got video chats and FaceTimes and stuff like right. that. So, so, you know what I mean? A lot of it is, you know, emails and phone calls in there. Even then, like, it wasn't as simple to just make a long distance phone call like that, you know? Right. So, yeah. you know, we had to kind of be creative on on how best to to stay in touch and communicate. But we did our very best. And I think, you know, we did a very good job, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um. So how did you make your, your girl? Um. Man, it was, to be honest, it happened, I'd say, quote unquote quickly just because again you're dealing with a long distance relationship where you're not together all the time so mm-hmm. you know by the time she had came over on that first trip you know just based off of the time we spent when we first met when i was over there and then the communication between then and that first trip by the time she came over that was my girl you know so mm. we had we had established that we wanted to be together and wanted to try to see how we we make this long distance relationship work because again at the time in my mind it's like hey look i go to i go to paris every couple of weeks and every couple of uh, years anyway mm-hmm. um you know so if i'm able to kind of shrink that and start going more often that'll help she she definitely had expressed wanting to come out here more often and that's the thing too they our <laughs> my family um just about, I don't even want to say just in France, but my family all over the world, even in Canada too, they always laugh at our vacation structure as Americans. Like they're always talking about like, all you guys do is work. Like you guys are always working. You guys get two weeks out of the year to go on vacation and that's (laughs) it. They get like two months or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they've, they, you know, when, when you go outside of the United States, there's not this huge overbearing feeling of having to be at work all the time you know so right so that allows for them to be able to come here a lot more often so that benefited us because you know legit every couple months she was able to come out you know mm-hmm. um so so with that knowledge in mind we're like okay you know let's give it a shot like we were we were that enamored with each other and that that into each other that we were like you know this might be something that is worth you know, going through this stress of of a super long distance relationship for. So we decided to do it even before she came out and visited. So that made that that that, that second time we got to spend together, it made it a lot more fulfilling because we had already established, you know, what we what we were kind of aiming for and what we were looking for as an end game. Mm, okay. So what made it seem in your head like, yo, I, I think I want this chick to be my wife. Like, what what did it? You know, at at the time, uh, it it was it was a bit of a it was a multitude of things. You okay. know, I never I never really had a type. You know, people are like, hey, what's your type? What's your type? It's mm-hmm. like I don't think I have a type. But then if I go down the list of the, the the women in my life that I've really really cared for, I could kind of find similarities between them. But sure. then I still wouldn't say that's that's the type. You know, but. Yeah. I think at the time it was she was more or less what I wanted, mm-hmm. whether it was from a physical perspective, yeah. from a mental perspective, from a fantasy perspective. Like she kind of checked a lot of different boxes that I was like, you know, if I were to put the perfect girl together, you know, she she was checking a lot of those boxes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, immediately I was like, man, there's, there's something about her. You know, I, I feel like that's the biggest thing for me. If if I would ever say, 
I have a type. It's 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 someone who just completely stands out immediately. Like you walk into a crowd full of people, and 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 you see her. Mm-hmm. You see her and only her. You know what I mean? There's yeah. only been a there's only been a handful of women I've ever met that I've had that feeling for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and when I say handful, it's not even a big handful. Mm-hmm. You know, I I dare to say like three, maybe four at the most. You know? Oh wow. Um. So that was a big thing for me, you know. So again, and I think the other biggest key is as we spoke and as we talked about um, the possibilities of where the relationship could go, her willingness to to be all in and and kind of do whatever it took. Yeah, you know that that was a huge part of it too. I was like, man, like this this girl really digs me, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So I think I think that was the combination of it. It's kind of just between what I thought I wanted at the time. I don't want to say thought like that wasn't the case, mm-hmm. you know. But what I what I what, what I felt like I wanted at the time, and and the way she made me understand and feel how much that she was really bought into it. Mm. Okay, so like okay, so how far did you get with like your ex? Did you was there any discussions of uh like getting married or anything like that yeah yeah absolutely i mean a lot there was a lot of discussions about Mm -hmm. that like we we both wanted that that's what we wanted Mm -hmm. you know um so again we we had started laying out the blueprint more or less and and the roadmap of how we were going to get there Mm -hmm. and and it was it was pretty rock solid like we were i'd say it probably went on We were we we're probably here about three, three or four years. Oh, you okay? You were together for three, four years. Yeah. Okay. It was about three. It was about you know I say going on to the fourth year or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know by that third year we started putting the blueprint together. Like okay, here's how, here's how we're gonna do this. Here's how it's gonna go. You know, and we you know as far as as far as we knew at the time in the moment, that was it. We we were, we'd be married at some point. Wow. Okay. Did you propose? Nah, officially nah. Again, outside of the outside of the conversations of knowing, yes, this is what we want and this is what we are aiming towards, mm-hmm. we we didn't get to the official, you know, proposal. We didn't we didn't get that far. Okay, but were you looking at rings? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Oh, so you so you were there there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had I had started. I had I had that in my mind already. I knew. Um, you know, cause whenever it was that we finally broke up mm-hmm. in my mind, the next time we were together, whether it was me going there or her coming here, mm-hmm. the next time we were together, my goal was to be able to propose. Hmm. Okay. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so, okay. All right. So obviously, you know, you had this, you know, everything was going on in, on an, uh, upward thing but you know just like your favorite thing like roller coasters there's a definite downward <laughs> downward yeah. part to it so it's like okay you didn't you know you didn't get to propose or whatever you're looking at rings that didn't happen so how did you know or at what point were you like okay this is it like i'm done this isn't going to work with your ex and how did you say goodbye so um 
I, again, and this is something that I, I don't think I've ever really done. Uh, as, let me not say that. I've had one conversation with her after the fact since, mm-hmm. uh, after the fact of breaking up, where I kind of wanted to try and uh, speak my piece or whatnot. And we'll get to that point later because it kind of comes after a little of some other stuff that happened. Sure. Okay. Hey, yeah. Let's, <laughs> so, let's get so into it. To, yeah. So try to remind me, try to remind me of the one conversation I had with her. Right. So, okay. But anyways, um, I am able to fully accept and admit that the the desecration of our relationship, like the end of our relationship was majority my fault. Oh, um, okay. so it I was I was young and stupid and immature and stubborn. Remember the asshole New Yorker that kicked <laughs> in uh, as soon as I saw her and I thought that's what was going to get her? Yeah. Well, that dude kicked in and ruined the entire thing. So what happened wow. was, I mentioned to you, you know, we met while I was over there, but then throughout the course of our relationship, I did not get back over there. So the three to four years we were together, I hadn't made another trip to Paris. Oh, wow. She was coming here all the time. And that was okay. That was an issue. It's just because, you know, at the time, you know, whether it's school and finances or whatnot, it's just it wasn't it wasn't feasible for me to just get up and go as much as it was for her to get up and come out here. Absolutely. So so, you know, that was one thing. So um now throughout the course of relationship, obviously we're talking about forever and it being us being married. Okay, well, we can't be married and live uh, in on two different co- continents, obviously. Right. So, you know, throughout everything, throughout the discussions, the plan had always been that she was going to move here. She always want, you know, she had always wanted to move here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, she's moving here for me. You know, so yeah. her, she had always had like that that goal of, you know, um, she has family in 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 Massachusetts, the Boston area, she even had family here in Florida and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So, so that was the caveat I told her. I said, "Look, you come here, you can decide anywhere in the. You tell me anywhere in the United States that you want to live. I will pick up my life and we will go there. You know what I mean? So, right. so that's where I was like, all right, you're making this sacrifice. You're gonna, be, you're gonna be the one leaving your home." And coming over here to live in my country. So at the very least, I'm going to say wherever you're going to feel comfortable here, that's where I will get up and I will move with you. So that was always the plan. That was always the blueprint. Yeah. You know, that's a good good balance. Yeah, that was a good balance, you know. Mm -hmm. So we fast forward to when the the, the shit kind of gets ready to hit the fan. Um, (laughs) So she, she was a teacher. And there was a job that there was a job at a school or an academy or something like that that she had been chasing for years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's one of those things where, you know, you apply and then you're on a wait list or something like that. Like I, I can't remember all the specifics, but it's like this super prestigious, you know, um, position. If you know, for you to be a teacher at that school, that's a very, you know, very prestigious situation. Yeah. So she had been pursuing that for years, you know, even prior to us getting together. Mm-hmm. So, of course, our luck, uh, about three years in our, into our relationship, she gets called in for that position and gets the position. Mm. So, wait, wait so where was she, the position? In the it, States it, or? No, no, in, in Paris. Oh, in okay, Paris, okay, okay. You know, okay. yeah, there's the positions there in Paris. Sure. You know? 
so you know she she told me about it so the the last time she was um the last time she she was here and we were together she had brought it up like hey you know they called me this and that you know when i get back i gotta go mute you know it's just casual conversation whatever no big deal yeah so you know she goes and then she goes through the process it's this long process months months and whatnot go by and then again she calls she tells me she's like hey you know like you know, remember this job? I've told you about this and this, this and that. And, you know, they've offered me a position. Mm-hmm. And, of course, me being me at the time, I'm <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. But you denied it, right? Because you got to move out here. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit. Like, yo, yo, I said you not. Like, that was almost, I, that was the exact delivery. Was like, you know, like, no, oh man, congratulations. That's so awesome. It's like, it's like, oh, okay, but you said no, right? Because you're leaving, you know? And, um, you know, so right then, boom, that starts off on the wrong foot immediately. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And she, yeah. And, and she's like, well, you know, well, I haven't answered yet, but, you know, so here comes the conversation about, well, wow, like, no, no congratulations. Or you said, you know, this, that. And again, I'm still locked in my, you know, stubborn asshole way. I'm like, yeah, I mean, yes, congratulations. I know how much you wanted this and whatnot. Yeah. But again, we have a plan. So this cannot be a part of the plan if we are sticking to our plan. Correct. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so she's like, yeah, well, you know, I want to at least be able to have the conversation. This is my dream job. And. And this is something that, you know, I've wanted forever and I have this opportunity and, you know, and she, and, and again, now as an adult, years, years, years after the fact, when I look over it and I'm like, that girl had, had was, was, she was not in the wrong at all at the time. Right, right, right. At the time she was not in the wrong at all, you yeah. know? And I'm like, cause that was a reasonable thing to expect to be able to go to your boyfriend who, who you both have already established will eventually be a husband and hope that he understands this situation and he's not receptive to it at all. So right. I can't blame her for her anger at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, but she got pissed. Obviously she was, she was like devastating. She's like, yo, like I'm, you know, for the past two years, I've been here agreeing to give up everything and come be with you. So it could, so we can make it work. And then, you know, I've been coming back and forth nonstop to see you so we can continue to make this work. And now here is a situation where, you know, I'm asking you to just consider, you know, the possibilities of us altering this plan so that I can have something that is a dream of mine and you're not even receptive to it. And again, sure enough, I'm there like, no, I'm not because that's not the plan. plan, You know? (laughs) Right. And and you're like, probably in your head, you're like, oh, you're going back on your word. Yeah, exactly. And that wasn't fair to her, you know, and that wasn't fair to her at all. You know, that was absolutely me being selfish. I was using that caveat, you know, to justify my selfishness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but but that was my mind. I was like, no, we already set what we we already established what we're gonna do. This can't happen if we're gonna do what we want to do, you know. So it was a lot of conversations back and forth, you know, over the span of probably like a couple of weeks, and you know, and I could feel it at a certain point. I'm like, you know, again. But me, I had dug my I, I had dug my heels in, and like, I was like, I'm not I'm not changing on this. That right. no, I was You're like, I budging. already told you. 
yeah, you come out here, you let me know where in these United States you want to go, and I'm going to go there. That was the plan. We need to stick to the plan, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, conversations after conversations after conversations after conversations. And we got to a point where the last conversation we had, she said, I accepted the job. Oh, shit. you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> like that. She was like, yeah, she was like, I accepted the job. You know, she's like, so, so unfortunately now, if this is going to work, you're going to have to compromise with me. And, and so we could figure something out. And I was like, no, I'm not. Because if you took the job, that means you can't move here. And if you can't move here, then we can't be together. What was, and, what was the uh, opposition to move to Paris? I, you know what? That's, <laughs> so that's the irony of the whole situation, because. You know how much I love Paris. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know how much I love it there. And until this day, I would love to live there. And again, it really just comes down to being stubborn 23, 24-year-old Rick who, who's just like, nah, we said this is what we're going to do, so this is what we're going to do. Plain and simple. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's really all it came down to. Like, that, you know, it's just, again, initially she had said, it, we never had to have the conversation about who, which one of us would have to move because she offered up, like, I've always wanted to move to the United States. Correct. So, right. yeah. so and that's what I would want to do. If we end up making this a forever thing and we get married, I want to come over there. Yeah. You know, so that was established early on from jump. So it was never even something that had to be talked about or had to, you know, we had to make a little pro and con check. There's none of that. It was already established from the beginning. So with that being already established, that was just me being stubborn. It's like, no, this is what we said we were going to do. This is what we have to do. You know, that that's all it was. Mm. No, okay. No, I get it. Wow. That's crazy. And she, she's just like accepted the job and you were like, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, she called my bluff. You know what I mean? She called my bluff. Like yeah. we went back and forth at it and she called my bluff and I gave her back. I ain't even gonna lie. Like at the time, as hard as I was, I was like, oh shit, she's gangster. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think she would. I didn't think she was gonna do it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't think she would. I, I thought for sure she's gonna be like, all right, I'm not gonna take the job and I'm gonna move out there. You know, it is what it is. I, I thought for sure. That's how it was going to happen. But no, I pushed it. I pushed it too far. And I, and, and, and again, I know it's on me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so no, yeah, she took the job and, and then I was like, well, then, then so be it, you know? <laughs> wow. Oh uh, man, that's, that, that, that's crazy. So like, how, how did you, how did you guys say goodbye to each other? That, that phone call, unfortunately. Um, I think that was the toughest part is like, um, I think the worst thing about seeing somebody for the last time is not knowing when you you're together for that last time, that that is the last time. Mm. If that makes sense. Oh, you know what I mean? Perfect sense. <laughs> like, that for me was the worst part of it, because like I said, we had been together, you know, she was, she was in town with me for a certain amount of time. Um, it, um, and then, you know, so, over the course of the next few months is when this thing developed and this issue came about and the entire issue was dealt with through long distance communication and then the relationship ends and it's like wow like i mean it, you know it it's extremely difficult to break up with someone you think you're going to marry and then on top of that be like well damn i haven't even seen you in six months Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, 
it's there, there's no kind of closure. Mm-hmm. There's there's no type of trying to make amends. You know, like it was it was difficult. Like I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not ashamed to admit that I was depressed. You know, like and and again, I knew I did it to myself. Mm-hmm. And and the worst part was that even even knowing that I did it to myself, and even knowing that I could fix it, I could easily fix it by easily calling her and saying, "Hey, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm moving over there." Right. I could have done that, right? And but but yet I never did. I wouldn't because again, me being stubborn in my mind at the time, I'm convincing myself, "No, that's her fault. It's her fault. It's her fault because she went against her word. It's her fault because she changed her mind." You know, so I kept telling myself that while I was in a sunken place, bro, like in a sunken place. I was living in Virginia at the time. Um, that's when I was going to school in Virginia, man. I, I just about, I damn near flunked out of school. You know what I mean? Like I was, I mean, like broken, bro, broken, you know, cause I, I did love that girl. I really did love that girl, you sure. know? So knowing that, knowing that it was over, man, I wasn't ready for that at all. I wasn't ready for that at all. Damn. That's that's insane. But like, okay, so okay, so they say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. Did you go <laughs> did you go through that phase? And if you did, did that help with getting over that girl? So initially no. Um, like I said, at the time when we broke up, I was in Virginia still. Mm-hmm. And on top of that too, I had already started to not like Virginia. Um mm-hmm. I was in school, you know, I was in, I was going to school in Virginia and you know, coming from being from the Caribbean, growing up in New York, you know, like I'm I'm used to just culture and and just abundance of life and culture and energy, you know, like different people from different places. And when when I was in Virginia, I felt like everything it was just black and white. <laughs> and okay. I was like, this ain't for me, man. Like I need culture. Like, I need, where my Haitians at? Where my Jamaicans at, man? Like, you <laughs> right. know, mm-hmm. like nothing. You know, I felt like there was no culture when I was living in Virginia and it was, and, and I didn't like it at all. I wasn't, you know, it, it, it just, it just wasn't for me. So I had already started not liking being there anyway. Right. So then now you throw on top of it, you know, here's this extra depression of this relationship um, completely falling apart and whatnot. So, you know, at that point, I was like, man, I'm not in. I'm the last thing on my mind is trying to find a new girl or whatever. I was just like, you know, I need to worry about what the hell's going on with me. Like, yeah. and I was in my room like 24 hours a day, in my room, door closed, like barely speaking to anybody, barely interacting with people. You know, I want to say, uh, I, I think Tasha, my cousin Tasha, is probably the one person that I was somewhat kind of, you know, able to speak to and kind of let know what I was going through a little bit because she was in school in Virginia at the time too, you know, so we were, you know, I, I had an opportunity to kind of have a, that was like maybe one or two other friends that I kind of was able to let in a little bit. But outside of that, man, I was just kept to myself for a bit. And then, you know, it, it eventually, that went on until I eventually was like, well, I had an opportunity to come down to Florida you know, and I was like, look, man, I, I know I didn't want to be in Virginia anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was either go back home to New York or, you know, see see what, what Florida might have for me. So I decided to come down to Florida, you know. But, yeah, right after the fact, nah, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about getting up under nothing, man. Except for my, <laughs> my blankets. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? My, my blanket. That was about the only thing I was getting under, man. Like, <laughs> That's funny. So, all right. So, you moved down to Florida, whatever. Uh, like, did you, <clears throat> well, if you, I don't know, if you tried to, like, have any, like, future relationships, did you try to, like, compare those future relationships with the ex that you had? Were you trying to, like, recapture that love again? Or you were still like, nah, I'm good. I'm not doing anything. So, so when I got to Florida, um, the first relationship I got into when I got down to Florida, I remember I said, like, you know, uh, I don't necessarily have a type, but then yeah. if I pluck the handful of, you know, women in my life that I've really had strong feelings for, I could kind of see a similarity. Sure. So sure enough, you know, the first relationship I got into when I got down to Florida I mean, she was she was almost a splitting image, bro. Mm, <laughs> like, okay. it was it was almost copy and paste, wow. you know. And like physically, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. you know, the, physically for sure. Like the looks, the, the 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 hair, the skin tone, like you know, had that exotic appeal. When I like everything, like it, it was almost copy and paste, you wow. know. And and I noticed that I didn't even notice until it was kind of like later in. You know how sometimes you don't see things in person. You know, like face to face on in, in reality it's, it's hard to kind of see, but then you look at a picture. Yeah. And and the thing that caught my eye was like I was looking at, you know, my, my Florida girlfriend at the time. Mm. I was looking at a picture that I took of her and I was just like, Oh, like I legit thought it was my ex. Like I looked <laughs> at the picture and I was like, Wait, is that oh my god? Like, oh they <laughs> I'm like, yo, they really look alike. Right. right <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm like, Rick, what you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that was wild. That was wild. But yeah, you know, so that was, you know, that was the first um, the first relationship I got into when I when I came down to Florida. And, you know, I don't think I necessarily purposely try to compare them or 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 do things specifically any certain way, but I could tell at the very least subconsciously the attraction, you know, was somewhat in part to that, you know, to that uh, stature that I had or, or that, that what I, who I had on that pedestal, mm -hmm. you know, that's the way I put it. It's like at that time, you know, my ex was, was the example, you know, she was that, that standard. So I could see where subconsciously I kind of chased that a little bit and acquired that in, in this first girl that I was dating when I moved down to Florida. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. So, okay. So at this time, did you did you think you would ever fall in love again or be able to? Um. Man, that's that's a good question. Simply because I don't think I was necessarily thinking about it from that level as far as if I would fall in love again or if I could fall in love again. Um. At the time, I knew that. I knew that I had never felt for somebody in that way before. Right. And um, as much as it hurt when it was over, um, it, it's kind of like uh, 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 it's a double-edged sword because it hurts so much when it's over. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, man, I'd kill to have that feeling again, yeah. even though I know that it may end up being over again and me feeling what I'm feeling now. Yes. You know? So it's a dangerous game you play when you start dealing with love because, you know, it's 50-50, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. it, it's, it, it's, it, it, um, I think, you know, one of my favorite artists is, is Jesse Reyes mm -hmm. and, 
um she has her album that came out last year is called when when love comes to kill you mm-hmm. uh kill us when love comes to kill us and in the title track like she said something like um they say damn let me not butcher her lyrics sounds <laughs> like uh you got no, time no one you can, you can no one it. makes it out of love alive okay yeah they say no one makes it out of love alive you either break up when you're young or you get old and then you die jesus so <laughs> like think about that like yeah. think about that nobody makes it so it's like even if you make it you know even if you last forever forever is not guaranteed so at some point forever is going to end mm-hmm. unfortunately at some point one of you will pass away so no matter how perfect love can be you're bound to get to a point where it unfortunately is going to end yeah one of you will not be there anymore yeah you know what i mean yeah. whether it's breaking up or unfortunately passing away you know yeah. yeah so 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 that's one of those things where i wouldn't say that i didn't think that i would ever fall in love again i knew i wanted to you know that's what that's the biggest thing mm. i knew how that made me felt and then what i felt when that was ripped away from me and i knew that i wanted that back but i definitely knew that i wanted that back to be able to have it and not just to have it back so it's taken away from me again you know so it was it was, it, it was definitely a gift and a curse man oh, yeah yeah definitely yeah i i, I... I what you just said, I completely understand like one hundred percent what you're saying because I've I've gone through that with uh, that same feeling with my ex fiance. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's just been just been just super rough. Just like ooh, like because uh, I well, she's the one who ended the uh, relationship because you know like for, for reasons all to her own because she just yeah. said that it wasn't gonna work and stuff like that. And it's funny because like it, it's almost as if like. I would have she said that it would have ended up in divorce and like me in my head like me I guess like you with your stubbornness and stuff like that I'd be like I would have still went along with it even though I knew it was going to end in that mm-hmm. way just to have it again you know just to, yeah because yeah. like I missed it like so much and stuff like that that's 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 interesting man um so okay so did your ex ever try to stay in your life as friends like maintain a connection so, so after when I when I ended up moving down here, um, so again, remember this is she was my cousin's best friend. Yes. So you know my family, all of my family, as you know, pretty much thought that I was going to marry this girl. They all right. knew, you know, my family here, my family over there, because yeah, they know her. That's that's my cousin's best friend. Everybody knows the girl. So they all thought we were going to get married, you know? So when we broke up, it was just like, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, I I kind of kept tabs on her, obviously, through my cousin checking. And then they, we reached a point where, um, you know, my cousin told me, he's like, yeah, there's some stuff going on. There's some issues. I'm like, yeah, what's up? You know, she was very hesitant to tell me. And then, you know, finally, you know, I start hearing rumblings from the fam and this, this, and that. So ends up that my ex had begun dating. So obviously not my, my, my cousin, who's her best friend. Yes. My other cousin, that cousin's sister, my ex had started dating the sister's ex. So not okay. just ex, but baby daddy. You know what I mean? Whoa, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was a sloppy situation just because... You know, obviously, this poor girl 
from my family standpoint, now got two big exes on her because me and her broke up, mm-hmm. and then now she is dating the other cousin's ex, man. Yeah. You know, so who has so a child? My fa- who has a child? Yeah, you know, so yeah. that was crazy. That whole situation was crazy. That angered me. You know, I was super bitter and mad about that as well. Yeah, you know, so there was for a long period of time there was no communication. Um, between us whatsoever initially. So we probably went. Um, so I moved down to Florida, I think in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. So we probably went about, about two years or so, probably about a year or two without, without no contact whatsoever at all. No, man. So, okay. So now I don't know if you already said it, but you wanted me to remind you of the one convo that you had with her. Did you explain that already or no? You want to get into it now? Um, okay, well, here's the first part of it. And then and then when we start, when we move on, okay. there's going to be another part. Okay. Okay, so so coming coming off the heels of that, you know, she's, she's with, you know, this dude or whatnot. Yeah. And then, um, again, there's a lot of anger within the family. There's a lot of beef over it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and... It, it, it ends however it ends, why ever it ends, I don't know. But, you know, she eventually reaches back out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start, you know, just kind of friendly talking, catching up, you know, because at this time, I thought I was over her. Yeah. I thought I was over her. I thought I had closure because, again, between the way things ended with us, I went through my little bad of depression, which, again, at the time, I didn't know was depression. I didn't know what it was. I just knew that. I wasn't myself and yeah. I was sad like crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So obviously now I'm able to, you know, reevaluate and be like, Oh yeah, that was depression. You sure. Know? Sure. So I went through my bout of depression. I moved down to Florida. Um, I tried to shake things up. I changed, you know, everything kind of flipped. I had already dated some girls here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, then you add in a layer of her dating my cousin's ex. So that made me kind of hate her even more. Sure. So all of the stuff, where at the point where I allowed myself to keep saying, Oh, it's her fault because she didn't, she didn't, you know, she went against what we said, even though deep down inside, I knew that I could have maintained it just by being supportive and saying, Hey, take your dream job and I'll come over there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when she started dating that dude, in my mind, I was like, oh, well, forget it now. Yeah, maybe I was at fault before, but now I'm definitely not at fault because <laughs> now she's dating this this guy, you yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah. so that gave me another reason to kind of start separating. And then, like I said, we go about a year or two with no communication whatsoever. All of that coupled together got me to a point where I was like, I'm over it. It's done with. I got closure. I'm moving on, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, she reaches out and... And we start talking friendly, you know, nothing too crazy, just friendly. Because at that time when she reached out, yeah, my now wife was already kind of in the picture. Okay, you know, yeah. So, so that was that was kind of like right on the very beginning of the saga with my wife, <clears throat> where when my ex reached out and we started kind of, you know, just 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 talking again you know whatever yeah. so so that's how we kind of came back as far as communicating you mm-hmm. know but then like i said we still got a little a little more okay a little more to the story later on before right. i get to that yes, one conversation yes part, yes part two that yeah part two part two is <laughs> yeah. coming up all right so yeah. 
um so you did so you okay so you did mention your wife so how mm-hmm. did you and your wife meet all right so we met at work um i started i started this job uh it was after i left disney officially but it was still on disney property i started working for planet hollywood mm-hmm. and you know i saw her from day one she trained me on my first day mm-hmm. you know um and you know immediately like i said i told you before like i there are certain people and not just women you know even even guys too like whether it be personality or like you know like there are certain people in this world like when you walk into a room no matter how many people in the room they stand out mm-hmm. and i i remember till this day i walked into that store and i i couldn't tell you how many people were in there but she's the only person i saw you know, wow. and, and, you know, at the time, I, I don't want to use the whole love at first sight thing and whatnot, sure. but, but it was definitely just, again, like, you know, there's something different about somebody mm-hmm. almost immediately when you first meet them. Yeah. And immediately I was just like, man, wow. You know, and while I'm standing there in the corner, like, damn, who is that? Like, oh man, okay. <laughs> they got some, you know, they got some things in there. I'm going to be working with some. This is great. So, I don't have to be a creeper. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, so we met at work, you know, she's a trainer and then um yeah, that's where it started, you know, and but it was it was an uphill battle. It was a, it was an uphill what, battle. What, what, job, do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> oh my god! Come on, man. You know the deal, man. That girl made me chase her for like, man. She made me chase her like for a good two years, man. Like <laughs> it was probably a good two years I was chasing after her. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was crazy, man. That girl was so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So, <clears throat> what was it about your wife that made you think, okay? this is my wife but what made you so sure you had it right this time so so we talk about the chase i told you she she made me chase her so here comes we're gonna get a nice little good story here you know i'm gonna try to (laughs) shrink it down through the whole cyber so um like i said from 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 jump i was like you know i'm intrigued by this woman something like really is drawing me to her you know yeah so i tried everything i you know the flirting the you know the hollering, you name it man i i was i was going in and it was shut down the whole time shut down the whole time shut down the whole time so then in my mind i was like all right boom i'm gonna i'm gonna you know jedi mind trick her you know i'm gonna stop the stop the whole china holiday let mm-hmm. me just try to be her friend let me play the friend card and then i can try to sneak in through there you know what I mean? <laughs> sneak in the back so, way <laughs> yeah you know so 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 there it goes i was like all right you know I'm do the whole friend thing and, and, and we became friends and we continued to become really really good friends you know so um she was in what she thought <laughs> was a relationship at the time mm-hmm. um which it definitely was not you know the dude she was dealing with was a piece of shit mm-hmm. you know what i mean like um you know long story short he she she wasn't she wasn't his only girlfriend not only was she not his only girlfriend but he also had a wife okay so, all right <laughs> you know so and 
And you know, and and she go, my wife gonna tell me possibly, but you know, <laughs> um, she didn't know. You know, granted, at the time she didn't always know about it. You know, sure, but sure. I, I imagine at a certain point she did know. She did find out. But then again, when when you think you're in love, or or when you feel like you're in love, you know, your judgment is clouded. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. So, so as her friend at the time, it definitely started to frustrate me. Once I found out the details, you know, as a friend, it frustrated the hell out of me that that she allowed to to keep herself in that situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially not only so I'm looking at it as someone who is genuinely a friend now, but also someone who is trying to court you and 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 trying to 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 be your man, you know? So two different perspectives I'm looking at and I'm like, how, why, why are you in this situation? Cause one, it's like, why are you in this situation and doing this to yourself? And the other one is why are you in this situation wasting your time so that I can't be with you? <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so it was super frustrating. So as good of a friendship as we had, as great of a friendship as we had, um, it reached a boiling point where, um, you know, she had, expressed to me that she was done with this dude she'd had enough and 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 this this and that and whatnot and i'm like wow awesome that's great she's finally kind of taking control of the situation she's moving on and this this and that and again as a friend i was like well that's awesome for her but then as someone who wants to be more than friends with her i'm like that's awesome for me you know (laughs) so yeah fast forward to after her telling me that there's a night we're out partying and whatnot um downtown disney we're hanging out and and uh, I remember this distinctively. And my brother, we were out with my brother, and he was hammered, yo. So, <laughs> so it's me and one of my other homeboys literally. Ca- so, you know, I worked, we were working at Planet Hollywood. Planet Hollywood was at Downtown Disney. Yeah. So, we're at all the clubs and whatnot, Downtown Disney. My brother's hammered. Me and my homie are, are literally carrying my brother back to the car. I had went out straight from work, so the car is parked near Planet Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So we're walking back to the car. Of course, my car is parked right next to her car. Mm-hmm. And who is out there as I'm dragging my, you know, uh, hammered, wasted brother to the car? It's her and this dude. Oh, hugged up, lovey-dovey. After she done told me she's had it, it's done, it's over with, moving on. Oh, so my God. I saw that, bro, and she knew. Like, I was pissed, you know. <laughs> Yes. And she knew. Yeah. And she knew. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she knew immediately. As soon as she saw me, like her whole face was like, oh shit. I'm in trouble. You know? <laughs> and and same with me. You know, it's like, all right, I didn't say nothing to her. I didn't do, you know, that's it. Mm. So on that day, that same asshole Rick that, that sabotaged an entire relationship because, yeah. you know, because my ex got a dream job. Mm. From that day forward, that same asshole came back towards my wife. Damn. So, next day going to work, I finished. I didn't pay attention. I didn't do nothing, man. I was done. As far as I was concerned, I was like, you know what, man? I'm done with you. You're not worth it. I'm not. I'm not chasing you anymore. I've been putting in work, you know. Again, and 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 this at that point, it was really mostly from a friend tip because as much as I wanted to be with her and I wanted an opportunity to be with her. I was still looking at it as, yo, why would you do that? Why, why would you complete, com- continue to do this self, do this to yourself? Yeah. Why yeah. would you continue to put yourself in this situation and just set your? You know how this is gonna end. Like the man is, you know, is married. <laughs> yeah, married like that's it. Got, you know, <laughs> yeah, over. You know, like you know how this is gonna end. 
You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but it is what it is. I completely shut, like, I mean, purposely and with, with all the petty and spite in my being, <laughs> completely just said, I'm shut. Not only am I going to shut her down, but I'm going to do everything in my power to make her see that I could care less and I'm doing my own thing, you know? Wow. So at the time, I, I don't know if you remember the Brazil stuff, you know? So at the time, I was, uh, friendly with some Brazilians mm -hmm. and I had a little, you know, casual relationship here with this with this one girl and and it was I remember till day it was this Christmas party at work and you know I purposely like I was like nah I I wanna show up with this girl <laughs> specifically so she sees and she gets mad. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that's how bad it got. You right. know, like I was so I was so angry with her. Sure. You know, and and, and it came from, you know, at the end of the day, it came from a place of love because of the feelings that I knew that I had for her. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just... Uh, also, it came I, I from hurt. What place of it hurt. came from hurt, too. <laughs> yeah, it came from hurt as well, you know? So, so while all of this is going on, you know, this entire... So that entire thing, like I said, this is about a two-year span where I'm chasing my wife and we've become good friends and... And 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 all of this is going with the dude that she's back and forth. Anyway, this is this is about a two year span. Mm -hmm. So at some point towards the tail end of that, where we're kind of you know on the bad side because I was like I'm done with you and this, this and that. That's when my ex reached out. You know, so we start you know kind of talking and being friendly again, catching up. You know, we we said we we both took. Um, responsibility for a lot of things that happened. Me, myself specifically, I was able to kind of take a little bit of responsibility. At that time, I still didn't go all the way. You know, I was yeah, just like, yeah. yeah, I know I should have been more receptive and this, this and that, you know. Mm -hmm. So we start talking casually, casually, casually. So we're talking casually over the span of a couple of months, right? So I mentioned to you the holiday party at, so I could paint a timeline for you. I mentioned to you we had the holiday party yeah. at work yes. where I was dating this Brazilian girl and made sure I brought her with me. Yes. So obviously that's, you know, in December. Mm. So we go through that holiday season. We come out on the back end of that season now. So me and my ex had been talking back and forth for about two to three months. Okay. So about January, February or so is when, um, Things things fizzled out with 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 the girl from Brazil. She was actually going back, and I was like, I'm, "Ain't no, ain't no more distance relationships no more." Nah, I ain't yeah, not, not after what so you had. Was, <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. So that was that was you know coming down to to, to the end of that time, and mm -hmm. then you know my ex is like, "Well, you know," she brings up, um, "Look, I have you know I have family in Florida." And I was planning a trip out there, you know, um, whenever I come down, mm. you know, if it's okay, I'd like to see you, you know? Mm. Yeah, cool, you know? Mm. So, you know, think nothing of it, whatever. So, again, this is like February-ish, you know, February, March. And um, so she, you know, she books the plan. She puts everything in motion. She's like, all right, I'm, I'm coming down in September. You know, she had family in uh, Gainesville, which is probably oh. like an hour and a half away from here or whatnot. So mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, yeah, it was like, I, you know, I'll get some tickets. You know, I work at Disney. I'll get tickets. I can take it to Disney and stuff like that. Right. You could come and you could spend like a day or two and, you know, we can go to Disney, hang out, whatever. You and, know, catch and, up. And what was the... Uh, uh, give me the timeline of uh, how long you've actually like seen her. Your the ex the, oh, in Paris at, at that point at that point we hadn't seen each other it was probably like three years okay okay it, it was probably three yeah it was probably about three or four years since we actually seen each other right 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 okay. um okay. And, yeah it had been a while okay. you know 
All right. So yeah, um, you, you can get her tickets and all that stuff. Go on. Yeah, she books. She books the ticket for September. So we're we're about February, March, and she, and she books this trip for September. Okay. So oh, all right, cool. She books the trip for September. That's fine. So now. Wait, she books again, the trip for September, and you're in February. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, early planning. You know, you gotta plan early. You know. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, All right. Because again, remember, at the time, at the time when she booked, the trip isn't like the trip is isn't really contingent upon me or her and I at all. Like, oh, that's true. Yeah, she's that, just yeah. This is a trip. She's yeah. already she was already planning yeah, to yeah, come yeah. out. You know, so so she was again when when generally, and this goes for my cousins and whatnot too, or even anybody who travels. Just like if we travel to Europe, we're not just going to go to the one place and stay there. We want to try to see as much as we can because you you don't just get to go there all the time. Right, right, right. So it's the same thing. When they come here, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to try to hit New York. I'm going to try to hit D.C. I'm going to try to hit Florida, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you make a whole big thing of it, you know yeah. what I mean? You're right. I, so, I forgot. She's not really going – like you're like a – you're a not a plan B, but like, you know – you aren't the focus of it, the trip. It's an add-on. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. At that point, yeah, because we had gotten back in touch, it's an add-on, sure. you know? Yes. So she okay. was like, yeah, it's going to be September. I'm coming down so we can try to get, like, a day or two where we can kick it. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's set in stone. On the flip side, my wife and I are still not talking <laughs> at all. Like, we right. went we went a while without talking, like a good long time. I mean, it lasted about six months. It was probably up until about how July. You, how did you even work like that in those conditions? Oh, I'm good at being petty, man. <laughs> like, I was, I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it, to be honest. Because right. again, like, I was so, I was so hurt and I was so angry. Yeah. That, that I wanted, I wanted to try to make her angry too. I wanted to try to hurt her. <laughs> as bad as it sounds, mm-hmm. like at the time that was my motive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, it was like, no, you you hurt me so much with 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 what's going on with this dude that I'm now gonna try to to make sure I can do whatever I can to hurt you in the same way. So you see how bad it feels. You know what yeah, I mean? That yeah. was my mindset. Right. So I, I look forward to having to work with her just to ignore her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i legit i legit was looking forward to that you know and that Mm -hmm. was just me not being able to 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 handle my own feelings and deal with my own pain you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so so i said it was about six months where we're not on speaking terms at all pretty much you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. so over the course of that six months now granted again at the end of the day i i already told you that that pain and that hurt came from love you know like this is still a girl that i was chasing for for about two years trying to do any and everything i could for her to give me one chance you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so so even while we're not speaking whatnot obviously that still exists yeah but then now here on the other side while we have this window where we're not speaking here's this ex that i was once there with who we're now kind of trying to recapture. So she makes that plan to come in September. Yeah. You're talking February, March. Over the next couple of months or so, we're inching closer and closer to like, hey, you know, maybe we should try to give this another chance, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So so we go through the, you know, the spring and summer, and then, you know, we get to July-ish or so. And like I said, you know, by that point, we had already, with my ex, we had already established, hey, she had said, guess what? You know what? I'm coming for now. The trip is primarily to Orlando. 
you know, the, uh, over the course of the few months of us talking and, you know, kind of reconnecting and rekindling, mm-hmm. it had shifted to, yes, this is my primary thing now, is coming to Orlando to see you, right. and everything else is going to be the add-ons and whatnot. So oh, that wow. was already the mindset. We were already kind of working towards that. Did um did so, she did she still have the job, the teaching job, the dream job? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, okay. she still did, you know, and okay. again, and that was something where I I think at that point, to be honest, at that point, I was being pulled back into the fantasy and what we thought we were going to be having. And subconsciously, I think I have already told myself, if we get back together and if this is going to work, I'm I'm ready to move over there if if that's what it's going to take. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Okay. I think I think I had already had it in my mind that, you know, if if this is what's going to happen and if I need to move over there, I'm not going to make this mistake twice. I'm going to go over there, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um so, you know, we're inching closer and closer. So, now we get to July. <laughs> and July is my my brother's birthday. Mm-hmm. And um, we had this huge party for my brother. You know, we all went out to this club, a big event. And obviously, you know, my brother was cool with Z. After, and this is my younger brother. He was cool with Z as well. You know, so he obviously invites her to, to the party and whatnot, regardless of what's going on <laughs> between us and this, this and that. No mm-hmm. big deal. I don't care, you know. Right. And I'm doing my thing. I'm minding my business, whatever. And... So that night, at <laughs> that night at the club, uh, my wife, who is not a drinker, you know, and mm-hmm. she she will debate this fact to this day. She will try to <laughs> she will try to lie all she wants, but we've got we've got witness statements. <laughs> we, we, I even I even have photographic evidence. Right. So right. that night, I am dancing with this fine little thing, mm-hmm. random, who knows, just yeah. some random little thing in the club. Sure. I'm dancing with her, and out of nowhere, I feel somebody yank me away from this girl that I'm dancing and just plants a kiss on me. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and sure enough, pull away, and it's now my wife. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> what the hell was that? So then a- right. another friend of ours came and grabbed her and pulled her away. And I'm legit. Like, I have the picture, and I have to be I hope I can still find it. I got the picture where we're kind of being pulled away because I guess somebody saw the kiss yeah. and went to take a picture and got it a little too late. So it's pretty much where we're kind of like being pulled away. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the hell just happened? You know? <laughs> nah, you need to find that picture, bro. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it. I'm going to find it, Yo, you need to find that picture. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. I'm going to put this quote right on top of it. Yes. <laughs> She's going to love that. <laughs> Yo, till this day, till this day, she's like, no, nah, no, nah, that wouldn't be. No, nah, you're not. You're not. <laughs> you know, so... So she, you know, she kisses me out of nowhere, and then our other friend grabs her. They leave, like legit. They were getting ready to leave, and like grab her. Let's go! And I'm still on the dance floor, like what just happened? You know. So, um, and then so I can't remember if it was the following night or maybe like a, a couple. And so it wasn't too long after that where we were both working together. Yeah. And we're at work, and it's one of those things where, you know, again, it's the elephant in the room. We know it happened, and we hadn't talked about it. Yeah. And we're at work, and I bring it up to her, and she's trying to be like, nah, this, nah, I don't know. It ain't, you know, this. You know, she's still getting run around, trying to front. And 
And so I took it as my opportunity for payback. So right there at work, we're in the back, like in the stock room, whatnot. And I just went for it and I laid a kiss on her. Right. You know, and and again, you know, separate. And it's like, uh, what the hell just happened? And then even then, it's like, you know, I just left and it and, and that was it. And then, you know, we, we started having more conversations. And again, remember, we had just went legit like six months without speaking to each other. Yes. Not only six months without speaking to each other, but six months of not speaking to each other and both of us. Because by the point where I was being mean and petty and spiteful, yeah. she had started feeling a type of way and making sure she, she did whatever she can to give off that she didn't care either. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we had a, a pretty toxic situation going on. <laughs> yeah. And here goes each of us taking our turns, you know, planting kisses on the other, <laughs> you know, just out of nowhere. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Um, so after, after I did my kiss thing, um, so again, the next few days it's, you know, it's conversations. It's like, yo, like, you know, what's going on What's this and that kind of explaining, letting her know, like, here's why I was angry. It's because I felt for you like this way. And, and I knew this dude wasn't the one for you. It wasn't right for you. And the thing is, and I didn't add this on the thing that really made me most upset when I saw them out there that night, it's because. I felt I thought she was in danger, you know, mm. if that makes sense, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he I don't want to say he was being aggressive, but just the nature of their interaction. I could tell that she was kind of a little hesitant and reluctant, mm-hmm. you know, as I initially saw it. Mm-hmm. But then by the time I got there, it was like, you know, giggles and OK. So. And there had been like previous situations and I don't know their relationship well enough to know if there was anything like that happening. So that's not what I'm saying at all. But I know there's been there were previous instances where just based off of what she told me as she was getting as she told me she was getting to a point where she was fed up with the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Like I could tell where she was like, you know, maybe she was not to say afraid, but just kind of apprehensive about how she dealt with him. You know, so so in my mind, when I saw her that night, my first reaction was. I'm about to I'm about to lay this dude out. Like, why is he on her like that? Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. So to get to that point thinking, you know, like she needs help, she's in trouble or whatever. And then I get there and it's like, oh no, she's she's hugged up with him and kissing him. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I think that's what kind of made me more angry about the situation. It's yeah. because I thought that it was a bad situation and based off of the things she had told me, and then like you get there, and it's like, no, you know, like nah. Yeah, now she's all like y'all hugged cool. up and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, like she fell for it again. Exactly. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, so, you know, I expressed all that stuff to her and then, you know, we, we went through a period where it was just kind of conversation and we start, you know, kind of talking about, well, you know, what are we, what are we going to do? Like, you know, like, what are we, uh, are we going to try this or, you know, whatever. And, and I remember pirates was coming out. I think it was the second one, if I'm not mistaken. So that was like our official first date. Mm-hmm. Like we went to see pirates of the Caribbean and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, we had built, Throughout our entire saga, from me chasing her all that time, mm-hmm. from us be actually becoming good friends, we had built such a strong foundation that when we finally got to that point, mm-hmm. it was kind of easy for us to kind of move along, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, from there, the dominoes kind of started falling in line where, you know, the, the next time, the next time we shared a kiss, it wasn't, you know, neither one of us just stealing it. It was like, hey, we're going to do this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but but now, again, we're talking like 
end of July into August. Mm -hmm. And remember, I still got my ex booked to come into town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, me, I'm waiting at the edge of my seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So me and my wife, me and my wife, we we make it official. I want to say it's like August fourth or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. We kind of make it official. Yeah, we gonna we're gonna get together, you know, we're gonna be together. Yeah. So you know, I made sure that I told her. I said, look, listen, there's something I need you to know. That you told who? I, my wife. Okay. I told her straight up, I, there's something I need you to know. Mm -hmm. but I, like, there is this situation with this ex. And I laid out the entire thing for her. Here's, how, here's what happened. Here's where things went left. We hadn't spoke. We started speaking at this time. We made this plan way back here when. And then this thing is already set in stone. It's not like she's, it's a bus ticket. You know, she can't just shut it down. So this thing is going to be happening in September. Like I laid all of that out for my wife. Now, the time that, the time that uh, my ex was scheduled to come into town happened to be the same time that my wife was going up, uh, was going back home to see her parents. Okay. So, yeah. So they weren't even slated to be in town at the same time, but on the back end, because by the time, by the time uh, my wife was supposed to be coming back into town, my ex was supposed to be going up. You know, was supposed to be leaving me to go up to her family in Gainesville, like a day or two later. I, okay. I'm I'm trying extreme. I'm 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 in very enthralled in your in your story, but I'm trying yeah. very hard to not recite a certain Biggie line. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yo, trying extremely listen. hard. Listen, yo, it was the situation was set up as, as crazy as it sounds. It was set up so perfectly to just be able to be like, all right, let's, let's get this out of the way, and then that's it. You know? Right, right, right. Um, so you know, I told my wife, and she was like, all right, it is what it is. You know, handle your business, but take care of that. You know, whatever. Boom, boom. That's it. All right. Yeah. So you know, my wife goes off on her trip. You know, she goes off on her trip to see her to see her fam. My ex comes in. Now, first things first, I pick her up at the airport, and I knew immediately where things were going to go because as soon as I seen her, and again, mind you, I hadn't seen her for years. Right. You know what I mean? It had been years since I seen her face-to-face. -face. Granted, we'd been talking and this and that, but we hadn't seen each other for years, you know? So as soon as I seen her, I didn't have that stand-out-in-the-room feeling. You oh. know what I mean? I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that she's the only person I see in this this entire airport of people who just got off a flight and she's the only person I see. I didn't have that, mm. you know? So immediately I was like, oh, okay. All right. this That settles okay, it. Okay, so th that settles it. Exactly. Like, that settles it, you know? Because mm. I was a little weary because I, at that time, I, I had told myself, I had already told myself and told my wife that, yeah, it's done. Yeah, she's coming, but I'm going to shut it down and this, this, and that. But I was—I didn't know for sure that that was going to be the case until I saw her. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. I saw her, and that was the case. Mm -hmm. Now, my my error, and this will get down to that one conversation I, I had with her after the fact, yes. my ex after the fact, part two. Mm -hmm. I I never told her what the situation was. The same way I told the, the way I told my wife, you didn't what the tell. situation was ahead of time. I did not tell my ex what the situation was. Okay. So. On her end, she was still coming here in hopes of seeing if we were going to get this thing back going. Yes. So my plan was, hey, she's going to come. 
you know, not to say I'm going to be distant, but I'm not going to do anything. There's nothing going to happen. She, I gave her my room. She slept in my room on her own. I slept on the couch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, I will get through this. And then I'll just say, Hey, look, I don't think, I don't think it's going to work. And that'd be it. And that's that, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, she comes in the first couple of days, you know, that's what happens. We go to Disney, we go to, you know, we hang out, we do all of that stuff as platonically as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm keeping my distance and whatnot. Boom, boom. That's it. So, like I said, my wife is coming back in the town, like two days ahead of my ex leaving. Mm-hmm. So my wife comes back into town night one. What does she say? I want to go to your house. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, hold up. I thought, you know, I'm almost positive. You were just like, eh, I'll stay away, deal with that, be done with that situation. And that's that, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And she was like, no, I want to go to the house. And at that moment, again, I told myself I had already known that this, in my mind, I was like, this is what I want to preserve. So when you look at two situations and you're like, somebody's feelings are about to get hurt Mm -hmm. and somebody like, I have to be able to cater to one person's feelings fully, Mm -hmm. but it's going to end up hurting somebody else's feelings. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, again, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, as messed up as it sounds, I was like, well, unfortunately, whatever happens from this moment on, I need to do whatever I have to do to cater to my wife's feelings. Yes. You know, like this is the person who I know that between the two of them, if one of them got to get shitted on, it can't be her, you know? Right. Right. So I was like, all right, you want to go to my house? Let's go to my house. You know, it's like, I'm not, this is my girlfriend. My girlfriend says she wants to go to my house. Then I'm not going to say, no, you can't because Mm -hmm. then what that, that sets up. Well, what are you hiding? Why can't I go? You know, what's going on over there? You know? And I didn't want to have that. I didn't want to have to have to have that, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, this is another thing where (laughs) my wife is going to kill me for a video. Let me tell you how anxious she was to, 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 to get to my house. And, and I always tell it, I was calling kind of like marker territory, you know what I mean? Like, yo, She's driving home. She's 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 driving us to my place, and she is speeding, speeding <laughs> to the point that she got a traffic ticket, bro. Yo, we got pulled over. That's how. <laughs> that's how anxious she was. Like she couldn't wait to get there, and I guess you know size up her competition or whatever. Yeah. So it yeah. wasn't. It, she wasn't competition. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. size up this girl and make sure she stakes her claim. Yo, caught a speeding ticket, bro. Like, I'll never forget that. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be bad. So, you know, we get to the house, and my ex is there, you know. And, and again, it's a situation where it was super awkward, but I didn't know what sure. to do. I, I, was, I, I was just like, look, man, I'm just going to ride with my wife, and, and it is what it is. Unfortunately, this girl is about to get her feelings hurt, and I hate it, and I know it's going to happen. Mm. But... At the point where we were at, there was nothing I could do to salvage it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So so <laughs> so we go there and I get that say hi to her. I introduce them. My wife sits on the couch. I had a quick conversation with my ex who's in the room. And then I come out and I sit on the couch. And then my ex is like, What the hell's going on? And then she calls me back into the room. She's like, Hey, what's going on? I was like, uh I was like, Yeah, so we need to talk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and sitcom, she's like, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and she's like, like you know, my ex is like, is that your girlfriend? And I'm like, uh yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So right then is where I'm like, look, I'm sorry. You know, I know we have made these plans from way back, but in that time, 
you know, this thing happened and yeah. I, you know, and I, and, and I didn't handle it correctly, you know, whatever. And I, yeah. you know, I said what I said and it is yeah. what it is, but you, yeah, know. you fessed up to and it. then, at, yeah, but at that point, of course, my wife is like, all right, my job's done. I'm out of here. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> She's like oh, well, you know, go ahead and, you know, kind of handle that and I'll see you. And then she leaves and then sure enough, after she leaves, you know, like my ex was livid as, you know, yeah. as she should have been, as she should, you know what yep. I mean? As she should. Yeah, yeah, as she should, you know, but again, here comes asshole Rick kind of creeping a little more one more time. <laughs> So now, in my mind, I'm like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and as we're going back and forth, I'm like, look, you know what I mean? You, you, we broke up, you know, it is, you started dating my cousin's ex and this and that. Like, how you mm. think that made me feel this mm-hmm. and that? You know, it's like, mm. so don't act like I'm, yeah, yeah, what I did was foul, but don't act like you ain't done some foul stuff, you sure, know? Sure. So we went at it, whatever she was living. She's like, that night, I mean, it was probably like 9, 10, 11 at night. She's like, yo, like book me something to get me out of here right now like legit she's like i need to get out of here right now so i legit tried to find a bus to the I, I found a bus to, to gainesville like you know one two in the morning type she didn't even i don't even think i ended up taking her like i want to say uh i, I want to say my brother might have taken her to the bus stop or something like that like she was living oh for, you know? for, so, for her to go back to paris no, 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 no. Oh. To, to go to Gainesville. Oh, to oh, even okay. go up to Gainesville to her family. Oh, know? right, 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 um, right. Okay. Yeah. So you know it, and 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 that was that. You know, with her, like, and and it it shattered just like that. Mm-hmm. And then again, for me, I was like, well, you know, I knew that I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna risk messing things up with my wife. So sure. unfortunately, that's how that <laughs> that's how that had to end you know mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. from that point you know i i knew for sure that that i had moved on and i wasn't you know like i did have that closure and i knew that i was 100 focused on what was in front of me now with my wife mm-hmm. and, and but how like how did that come to be like again i mean <clears throat> i know you uh, told the story but like what made you what made you think you were so right this time of picking yeah, like um, oh this I, is this is going to be my wife i think it, again it was a combination of things i think the biggest thing was the chase as much as i as much as i hated it i appreciated it you mm-hmm. know what i mean because i always say if if i would have done the whole cheesy flirty pickup line thing and we got together early on you know you know, would it have lasted? Would it have been genuine? Would it would it have just been a fling? You know, mm-hmm. so through the chase and actually becoming her friend, even though in the in the moment at the beginning when I became her friend, the only intention was to you know to to use it as a way to get close. Sure. You know, through that process, we legitimately became very very good friends. Mm-hmm. So that that relationship, that friendship we were able to build throughout this process of me continuing to, to be so enamored with her and so interested in her. So it's like, imagine, you know, again, I don't want to use the word, I don't want to use the term love at first sight, but imagine, you know, immediately you care for somebody or you can't, that you're interested in somebody or want to be with somebody. So as long as you are not able to achieve that, that still sits there, right? Mm-hmm. So now you already have this feeling romantically at, let's say that's at a level 60, right? Okay. Zero to 100%, let's just call it 50. Mm-hmm. So right off top, there's a 50% of like, man, I really want to be with this with this girl, you know? So now 
you do the whole friendship thing. So you start off, the friendship starts off at zero. So as the friendship is going and moving along and gaining towards that hundred percent, you already started off at a 50% with, with the lust and the, 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 the physical and the romantic side. So as the friendship is meter is filling up, that other meter is continuing to fill up too. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so I eventually, while becoming her friend and while becoming a great friend with her, I, I turned all of that, man, I'm interested, man, I would love to kind of, you know, kick it with this girl to, oh my God, I think I love this girl, you know, mm-hmm. because I was able to learn about her and, and get to know her and really, really connect with her, you know? So, so as, as great of a friend as we were, as, as powerful as our friendship was, my feelings towards her beyond friendship continue to grow even more because they have already started at an elevated position to begin with just off of that first initial initial contact you know so so you have that as one aspect and then again whole vibe of how the thing turned because the way we went six months without speaking to each other like when when she landed that kiss on me in the club i just it just felt different when i (laughs) kissed her back at work it just felt different so then as we decided to say hey you know what let's try to give this a shot it just felt different it didn't it didn't feel like we were starting from zero from scratch oh this is a brand new relationship we had established so much already that we were at we were at such a far more advanced level than most people are when they first start a relationship you sure know? Mm-hmm. and then and then again the absolute final uh nail in the coffin was the fact that after not seeing my ex for how many years you know to see her that first time and not have nowhere remotely close to that feeling that I really, really kind of depend upon and look for, you know, was just like, oh yeah, this ain't it. You know, I, I, I got what's for me now. I do have what's, what's right for me. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So what did, um, your girlfriend now wife have that your ex didn't? Man, that's a, that's a good question, you know. I and I honestly, I honestly never, never really thought about about their differences or similarities mm-hmm. in that sense. I guess because mm-hmm. um, even now you're asking me, and I think about it as like, well, I don't know. You know? <laughs> um, right. Right. Um, I think, I think obviously the the path and the connection was different. I think that again, that's a big part of it too. Because. Sure. It's remember now when I met when I met my ex, that was the first time we met. And then the initial cultivating of any type of relationship was a romantic one. So while we were building this romantic relationship is as at the same time where we were getting to know each other and, and learn about each other and understand each other. So if I had to say, you know, the biggest difference was that, you know, Again, I keep going back to that foundation of a friendship, you know. And I think I appreciated the chase too. I think that was the biggest thing. As much as I say that, that you know, I hated the fact that she made me chase her for two years. I appreciated it because, you know, again, like there's, you know, let's call the spade a spade. Some women do give it up too easy. You know, let's just right. be real. Mm-hmm. You know, some some women give it up too easy. And and, you know, at the time, maybe if she had given it up that easily. I might have lost interest, you sure. know. So I think there was a there was a certain level of respect that I was able to build up for her because she was 
going through her own thing with with this dude as well. She was trying to work through that also. And despite everything she was going through with this guy and how horrible he was treating her from from whatever she thought their relationship was, mm-hmm. she still refused to get to a point where it was like, oh, I'm just going to do my own thing. And this is not because as as crazy and dysfunctional as it was, she was still technically in a relationship with this dude and she was still true to that, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, like I, I saw just a different level of mindset from her than I was kind of used to from from a lot of other women that I that I had been with before. You know, she was super sweet. I mean, her smile till this day, bro, till this day, her smile legit lights up the room. Never, ever, ever ever have i been more captivated by a woman's smile every single time my wife smiles at me i'm just like dang you know what i mean like that's one i think for me that's that's probably my favorite my favorite thing about her is her genuine casual smile you know like that that shit makes me feel like all is good in the world whenever she is smiling so that was you know why well again every time i see it it's just like <laughs> you know, I just get stuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think. But overall, I think that was the biggest thing: building that foundation and getting to know her, and knowing that she respected herself enough to 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 make me earn it. You know what I mean? And she made me work for it. And I think, you know, I, I, I it, it would have never. I don't want to say it would have never, but I don't think we'd ever be where we are now if she didn't make me work as hard as I had to work for her attention okay all right so um at the time how long were you guys together for you and your girlfriend who is now your wife when that like, like after with after, the ex? yeah 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 so together it would it had only been you know officially it had only oh, been yes. probably like less than two months all right you know it was it, it was Cause, like I said, we made it official beginning of August, mm-hmm. and I want to say everything happened like middle, middle or end of September. Okay, you know, so we had only officially been together before my ex came into town, probably about a month and a half or so. Okay, all right. Um, so okay, you guys are in love. You finally made the decision. You're like, boom, I'm done with the the other chick. This is great. This is her. Um, this is gonna be my wife. Um, how did you get to propose to her? So, I mean, that came along, I don't want to say quickly, but sure. again, I, I I felt like the that two-year chase mm-hmm. was, I always kind of lumped that into our story. Because again, that's the foundation. That's what set us up to the point where once we did finally get together, we're able to put this thing in cruise control. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like there wasn't, we didn't have to go through a lot of that, you know, initial new relationship awkwardness type because we kind of settled that already through the chase process and through the building of the friendship process, you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll finally get to the point now where, you know, I first, the one time, the one conversation I had with my ex after everything um, was as I started to really, really understand and feel and know that. Um, I wanted to kind of move towards forever with my wife. Mm -hmm. I told myself that I truly had to close the chapter with my ex properly. Mm -hmm. And when I say properly, 
specifically was the fact that, you know, again, like, let everything out, speak my piece, give her the opportunity to speak her piece and whatnot, and we can move on. It's amicably, yes, but at least kind of set the tone and just be completely done to close the door, you know? Mm -hmm. So I reached out to her, and... She was not trying to hear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at this she guy trying angry. to be all high and mighty and good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. She was, she was super angry. And I called and I told her, and I was like, look, I know I messed up. I know I did not handle that situation correctly. And I gave her the whole rundown. So the same way I had given my wife the rundown prior saying, hey, here's this girl that's coming in September, and this is why, and this is this, and this is that. Yeah. I gave my ex the entire rundown. I was like, here's how it happened, you know, so I don't want you to think that the entire time I was just toying with you or right. this, this, and that. It was legitimate. I was legitimately invested in trying to rekindle. But then there was this thing that I had already felt for this woman. And we had not been talking for six months. And I had completely given up on that and thought that it was a wrap. And was trying to mentally shift towards back, uh, trying to rekindle things with you. Because at the time that me and my wife weren't talking, again, in my mind, I was like, oh, you know what? my ex is the one there's a reason why she's coming back you know mm. so so i tried to explain all of that to her and of course like yeah well you know you could have said something you know and it's like <laughs> again my, my my answer was dumb my answer was well you know you had already bought tickets and this, this and that i didn't right. want you to have to cancel you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. no nah, bs i was i was looking out for my best interest and trying to make sure i could try to get out of there because again my plan was hey look we just got to make it through the week. And at the end of the week, I just got to be like, hey, I don't think it's going to work. Sure. And that's it. We go on our very ways. So I just, I tried to take the easy way out. Yeah. And not only that, I thought that would have been the easiest way for her as well. Shame right. on me for sure for just assuming that we can go that route and everything be okay. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, I just kind of wanted to speak my business let know. But like I said, she wasn't, she wasn't having it. She wasn't here for it at all. She she went in on me. She cursed me out up and down, told me about myself, you know, and I was like, all right, well, you know, such is life. That's it, you know, because, again, I felt bad. I did feel bad genuinely, but at the end of the day, it was like, you know, it is what it is, you know. So that chapter was completely closed off and done, and I knew it was over, like over, 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 you know, it was done with her, mm -hmm. um, you know. So my focus was absolutely on what I was building uh, with my wife, um, I think a couple of things, there was a couple of things that kind of really sealed the deal as far as knowing for sure um, that, that she was the one. So the first time she met my mom, my mom was coming down for, uh, this is when they used to do like a Super Soap Weekend at Disney. So my mom, you know, every year she's like, nah, y'all work at Disney. I'm coming down to see these soap opera stars. <laughs> so um so she coming down and, you know, I told, I had never, this is a conversation I had never had with my mom before ever with any girl, even mm -hmm. if it's somebody who I, who I really love, even with my ex, mm -hmm. obviously she knew of her, mm -hmm. they, you know, they all know because the family knows that so the family talks amongst each other. So they knew, but I never had like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with my mom about, about my ex, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. about my intentions or anything. Everybody just kind of knew based off of what was going on. Mm -hmm. So I remember specifically telling my mom, like, hey, you know, when you get down here, you know, there's there's somebody I want you to meet, you know, and it's like, you know, she's, you know, she's she's really important to me, you know, and 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 I want her to know you. I want you to know her and and this and that. So, you know, my mom, so I could imagine my mom already knew like, oh, 
hold up, who's 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 going on down here? You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to meet Sonny. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much, you know. So so I told my mom, you know, like, yeah, this there's, there's somebody I want you. So she gets down here, you know, and, and they meet. And man, when I tell you immediately, immediately they hit it off. Like mm-hmm. from from the first night, I'm almost positive the first night uh my wife's at my house and and you know me and my mom and whatnot they they already in the kitchen together cooking you know what i mean like cracking jokes talking you know when i like almost immediately hit it off you know mm. so right there i was like oh, oh okay you know so um and again i know my mom had to had to know the level of importance um of of that interaction because again i had never had the conversation before i never said hey mom there's this person yeah. I want you to meet. Yeah. So, so when it happens, you know, like you know, as a mom, she gotta know, like, oh wait, no, this 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 gotta be something serious, you know? Yeah, yeah, this is something. So, you know, they meet, they interact. The weekend she's there, whatever. Boom, mom goes home, and then you already know, you know, my mom, you know how my mom get down. <laughs> so, mom goes home, and immediately the phone is blowing up. All the aunts, all the cousins, everybody. So who's this girl? Who's this girl? <laughs> Yo, who's this girl? Your mom can't stop talking about. Hey, mom is back here talking about this girl like crazy. Who is this girl? You know, mm-hmm. mom Dukes went up there and just. I mean, she must have put up a billboard on on <laughs> on the corner of fifty nine and forty five. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. it's just broadcasting. Like, Rick found his wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. So the whole family is just like, yo, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? So right there, that was one big thing already. Because it's like, again, number one, how they interacted right off the gate. Yeah. I was like, man, that's great to see. You know, that's awesome to see my girlfriend at the time and my mom getting along so well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's genuine because that's another thing about Haitians. You already know. They, there's, there's two sides of Haitians. If, if, if they like you, if they don't like you, they'll either tell you in their face to your face or they'll try to put up a front and then talk bad about you once once they leave. Correct. So I know for sure it was genuine and my mom wasn't playing no games because hey, right in the moment I could tell I know when my mom is genuine with somebody and when she's just trying to be nice and doesn't like somebody. So I knew right then and there. But then at the same time, even if I was wrong, I know my cousins or my aunts, somebody would have called back and be like, hey, your mom does not like that girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. that's how my family is. They keep it real. They'd be like, hey, look, man, your, your, your mom ain't dickish or, you know? <laughs> yeah. So so to get the calls and the texts and whatnot of confirmation after the fact, like, yo, your mom is talking about this girl like crazy. Like, she really likes this girl, you know? So so that was like, all right, okay, so that's, that's phase one. You know what I mean? So um, we fast forward to my mom's birthday, I think it was like the 55th. You remember that big party? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. Either the 50th or the 55th, I can't remember. Yeah, it was something. Um, Big surprise party for my mom's birthday. We all go up. I bring my wife, of course, my girlfriend at the time. Mm. So now this is when she's, she's, she's going up against the firing squad. She needs yeah. the whole fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I remember coming up, she was super nervous, like, we had to go dress shopping. It had to be the perfect outfit and first impression. This and that, like, and I kept telling her, like, yo, I was like, man, you're good. Like, my mom already co-signed for you. Like, you're good. You, you, you're okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was still freaking out, like, nah, it's the whole family. Like, oh, it's not the guy, whatever. So you know, we get to the to the party. You know, everybody's having a good time, and this is, and I'm sure this that's probably the first time you met her as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, prob- yeah probably, yeah. 
Yeah, most of the fellas, that's the first time y'all met her too, was at my mom's party and whatnot. Same thing with all the family. And, you know, it was just awesome interaction after awesome interaction after awesome interaction. But more than that, it's like so many people, as they're coming up to her, it's, I've heard so much about you. Oh my God, I've been looking forward to meeting you. How are you? This and that. And you know my aunts, man. You already know. You know, so already they're like making her feel as one of their own. And she's just like, oh my God, like what is happening right now? You know what I mean? So, so, you know, that was phase two. We got to the point where it's like, all right, she's met now a huge portion of my family, all of the most important people. Because I'd say, you know, for the most part, the most important people in my family were were, were, there there at that party, you know, including y'all, including Mm -hmm. you guys too. She Mm -hmm. met all of the guys, you know, like all of the fellas, all of my homegirls that I grew up with, you know, she got to meet everybody. Not everybody, but most of the part. Most part. And everybody loved her. Everybody approved. Everybody was digging. It was like, all right, cool. And it's not like I'm looking for everybody's approval, but sure. again, it's it's the, you know, it's great to be able to bring somebody into your family and and your family genuinely accept him, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was phase two, and then now already at that point, I'm like, oh man, this is it. I I knew, I, I you know, I already knew at the at the, at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get like the thing that kind of sealed the deal. Well, that legit sealed the deal. So we came back up, and this was for, um, this was this was for uh, James and Trina's wedding. Okay. So we came up for the wedding, and then night before, night before the wedding, we took we took uh, we took Trina out for 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 dinner and whatnot. Uh, damn, I'm I'm messing up. You told me no names, and I'm out here just. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm out here just snitching. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we yeah. take her out the yeah. night before the wedding. Take her out to dinner, you know, because again, you know, like uh, you know, one of my one of my best friends, you know, I want I want her interacting with with my girlfriend and whatnot. So we have this amazing dinner, and you know, it's it's well. Let's even fast forward before the dinner. So the weekend we're there. You know, anytime you come up, it's an event. So, mm. you know, we had a barbecue in my aunt's crib. I think like maybe a day or two before, like two days before the wedding. There was mm. a barbecue in my aunt's crib. We out there. So I remember distinctively, I pull up to my aunt's crib mm. and my grandma is sitting outside, uh, outside the house. And we walk past and we go, we walk past, you know, I say hi to my grandma. She says hi to my grandma, you know. And then as I'm walking off, my grandma holds both of our hands. Like she, she takes both of our hands and then she says to me in Creole, you know, in Creole, she's like, so, you know, she's like, I, I don't have much time left. You know, I don't have much time left. And and and, and your mom, your mom deserves a, a grandchild. You know, she's like, and she's like, when, you know, you guys, is this it? You know, kind of like in a nutshell saying like, is this it? Is this where we're headed? Mm-hmm. You know, and I told her straight up, I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that, that right there is grandma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is grandma. Like the way this is, this is the head of the family. Yeah. You know, when she says goals, the matriarch, you know what I mean? The matriarch, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? God bless her. She's still, she's still rocking with us. Thank God. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is grandma, like legit. She got, she got each of our hand. And you know, my wife at, at the time, she, you know, she, she don't speak Creole. So she don't know what, <laughs> what my grandma's saying. But yeah. in a nutshell, that's what my grandma was saying. It's like, I don't have much time left. And and your grand and, and your mom is ready. Your mom is ready to be a grandma, you know. So mm-hmm. so what's up? And you know, I'm laughing, you know, she's like we're giggling because she said it in a playful way, but yeah. I know she was kind of really testing the waters. Sure. And I told her, I was like, you know, I was like, Yeah, yeah, we good, you know, yeah, we good. 
So that was that. So then, like, it was either that night or the following night where we where we went out to dinner with Trina, mm-hmm. and um, we had dinner in the city. So we're driving back to Rockland from the city, and the entire conversation is is about you know about us, about yeah. the future, about what we want, about mm-hmm. what what are we doing, you know. And then we pulled off at one of the uh, overlooks and whatnot, you know, where you could kind of. Look, look and see the Brit, you know, see the, the GW or, or, or even the Tavazi or whatnot. And honestly, that that's actually the significance. Not many people know that. That's actually the significance of our wedding venue. We wanted to be on the water specifically because I think that night before, uh, that night after going out to dinner with them and with, with Regina and driving back, mm-hmm. we stopped right on the water on the Hudson at, at one of those view, you know, viewpoint stops mm-hmm. and just kind of talked and, and had a conversation. And legit, that night for me, as far as I'm concerned, was the night that we both kind of essentially settled on the fact that this is this is it. We're mm-hmm. going to do this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like really really do this you know so um that was essentially it it was the culmination of you know that first interaction with my with, with my mom um my mom's birthday party and her having the first interaction with my extended family and friends and then you know those couple of days where i had that we had that interaction with my grandma and then prepping for 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 that wedding you know like by that time by the time we we, we stopped we stopped on that highway and had that conversation. I have, we have a picture that we have this cool picture too that I always look at and I know what it what it kind of uh, symbolizes, you know, because because that was legit the night that I know for sure both of us was like, yeah, this is this is forever, you know. So so that was it from there from then on, man. It was you know it was go time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, how did you propose? Oh man, man, she ruined it, <laughs> yo. So. So again, um, you know, we had that the the water thing was always a symbol for us. Like again, being reaching that that point, being out there on the Hudson and kind of you know looking out over the Hudson and checking the beautiful views. You got the George Washington Bridge on one side, Tappazee on the other, city lights and whatnot. So um, we so we got pregnant before we were engaged. Okay. So now the caveat to that is I can tell you, we can both tell you exactly when Caleb was conceived. Mm-hmm. We know we know exactly when he was conceived because we legit... All right, so I'm going to snitch on myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That night, that night, leaving the city after dinner, we stopped on the side and had that conversation. Like, that night, we we had a conversation about about having the kid together and we decided that night let's do it and that night Caleb was conceived wow yeah yeah so not many people know that Mm -hmm. (laughs) not everybody (laughs) will (laughs) yeah Yeah. but you know I think I think it's cool I think it's important to say just because I take pride in knowing because you know a lot of times people hear oh man y'all had a kid before you got married so you just get married because yeah obligation and it's like and and I tell people all the time, it's actually the exact opposite. Mm. We knowingly decided that we were ready to have a child together and wanted to have a child together mm. because we knew that we would be married. Yes. At some point, we knew we were going to get married. Mm. And we just said, you know what? We don't want to have to wait to get married. We want we want to have a child together now. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll get married 
eventually mm-hmm. let's do this so it's 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 something that is that I'm very proud of to sure. be able to know that with both of our kids, we know exactly when they were conceived because it was a decision that we made that said we're ready for this. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so she 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 got pregnant. You know, we we conceived then. Obviously, we didn't know immediately down the line. You know, we find out she's pregnant. That's boom. We move forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, she was actually so. My son was born in April, so it was the October prior. So she was about halfway through. So mm-hmm. right, you know, three, three-ish, four months pregnant or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Let's call it end of July. So yeah, August, September, October. So about three months. About three months pregnant. Yeah. Um, we plan a trip up to New York for the weekend. You know, as far as she knows, we're just going up to New York for for a quick weekend getaway. Yeah. Um. And I had already had all the, all the wheels in motion, you know, my mom and my aunt, you know, they got the jewelry connect. They had already like for, for months, you know, cause like I said, ever since, ever since that trip at the end of July for the wedding, I knew like, you know, so now it's just a matter of, okay, let's, let's start planning. Let's start planning this proposal. So from that moment on, I had already, you know, reached out to my mom, reached out to my aunts, let them know, look, you know, I yeah. want to do this. Yeah, it's happening. Um, they, they were super excited. Obviously, they couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. So they started, you know, like text messages back and forth, sending pictures. How about this ring? How about that ring? Because I knew I wouldn't be able. Not like I didn't want to pick out myself. I knew I wanted to pick out myself. That's one thing I told them. I was like, I-, I am going to pick this ring, but I knew I couldn't go out and be able to do it on my own frontier while we were together, just because you know. Like just for time's sake, and like it's a very you know specific thing you're buying, and you've got to put a lot of thought process into that. And Absolutely. I didn't want to have to risk the whole running around on my own down here and trying to do it. Yeah. So I was like, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna enroll my dukes and my aunts and help me out. Mm-hmm. So they were sending stuff back and forth, going in in and out of jewelry stores. How about this? How about that? How about this? How about that? You know, no. So finally, we got to the point where you know, like they sent me one, and I was like oh, wow, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. once I saw the one that, you know, and I knew it, immediately I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one. That's the ring, you know? So they had already started planning all of that stuff out, getting everything set up. Um, we had, you know, uh, a, a mix of surprise parties set up and everything, you know, like, I did all of this planning behind the scenes. And, again, for her, she just thought, you know, it's just a weekend. It's just a weekend in New York. And the thing that definitely threw, not to say threw her off, but made sure she she wasn't, expecting it at all because it was halloween weekend you know so <laughs> mm-hmm. so halloween is actually her favorite holiday like oh. legit halloween just happens to be her favorite holiday so i'm like okay number one i know she's not gonna expect for me to propose to her on mm-hmm. halloween but yeah. number two once i do how awesome is it gonna be that her favorite holiday you know now yeah. she has that that you know she has that this memory. anniversary of us of us getting engaged you know yeah. mm-hmm. so so we're in New York for Halloween weekend, you know, um, I reached out to, because, you know, the whole thing with, with her parents and whatnot, there wasn't really, you know, um, agreement and acceptance there on that side. So, you right. know, I wanted to do things right. Obviously, I know I wasn't going to be able to uh, reach out to her parents and ask for her hand or, not to say I needed permission, but I was going to marry her anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at that point, I already knew what the situation was. And I was like, 
it is what it is. I'm marrying this girl, you know, yeah. if she'll have me, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so if she turns me down, that's it. But I know I'm not going to let that stop me. Mm-hmm. So I made sure I reached out to her sister and um, her, her cousin who is, you know, like her brother, essentially. I made sure I reached out to both of them. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, you know, like, we're just letting you know we're going to New York and here's what I got planned. And and I want for you guys to, I would like to ask for the blessing and this and that. They were they were super supportive and and gave me the thumbs up and we're we're excited and whatnot so you know again i knew at the very least even though you know it wasn't from her parents that we did have the support from you know the next two most important people in her life at least you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so got all of that out the way whatever so we're we're in new york it's 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 halloween and we go out to dinner so we go to dinner at uh it's in yonkers right on the water xavier's uh it's like x x20 or something like that okay this uh you know he was he was one of the top shelves the top shelves top chefs mm-hmm. on on food network and whatnot so oh. heard all about this heard all about this amazing restaurant you know and again it's on the water because you know like we have that tie to the hudson now like being on the water yes. is when we established that we were going to do this forever and and started the process of of becoming parents essentially because you know like i said that's where things kind of popped off and and um you know so it's like all right i know for sure i want to propose on the water you know mm. so that's where we went so you know uh i mentioned she ruined it of course because <laughs> you know my wife god bless her i love her with all of my heart as long as we've been together as many times as i as i've surprised her and done these crazy elaborate things out of nowhere till this day she still somehow finds a way to dig and poke and prod and ruin surprises somehow <laughs> some way it's just her nature it's crazy how she manages to do it almost every single time mm-hmm. so we're at dinner and you know we're sitting there and i've got the ring in my pocket mm-hmm. and you know we're eating having a conversation this amazing restaurant great food it's awesome ambiance and whatnot just cracking jokes ha 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 legit my hand is in my pocket like holding on to the box and i'm like all right i'm thinking what what's the best time to do it you know yeah. this this and that and then you know ha ha he he here she goes like babe i'm like yeah what's up she's like can i ask you a question without you getting mad <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah what's up she was like when are we going to get married? And I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like, you know, she's like, yo, like, you know, when, when, when are you going to, when are you going to propose? You know? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> well, if, <laughs> you, you know? if you wait a second. <laughs> Legit, like literally in my mind. And I'm like, well, had you waited five minutes, <laughs> you know what I mean? So now I'm like, I can't just take it out now. It's like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. And I was, this. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe she just asked me this right now. So I kind of pivot. I'm like, you know, and I start kind of poking at her. I'm like, I'm like, hey, like, what, what, what does it matter? We know we're going to get married. We know we want to be together. Like, all you're worried about is a ring. You know, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, no. I'm like, yeah, that's it. You, you just, you just want to have a nice shiny ring on your finger. She's like, no, it's not about that. She's like, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I yeah, I know we're gonna get married, but I, you know, it's different when, when, when you know for sure. When I can look at the ring on my hand and know, yeah, we're headed there and this, this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about just the rings. I was like, oh, it's not about just the rings. She's like, no, I was like, all right, so, so I give you a ring pop and say, marry me. You'd be okay. 
And she's like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't care. I'm like, oh, I was like, and then I'm like, okay, so what if I fold up this napkin on the table and put it on your finger right now and ask you to marry me? Would that be okay? She's like, she, she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I just want to know officially for sure that we're engaged and this is that. And I'm like, all right, well then, you know, so I get up and I go to get one on one knee, right? <laughs> and then, so of course she thinks I'm probably going to roll up a napkin on her finger and this and that. Mm-hmm. So at that point she's like, all right, all right, stop. You made your point. Like, stop. You're embarrassing me now. Stop. Get up, get up. And I'm like, nah, nah, you want to ring, right? You want to propose, right? You know, it's like, stop, stop, get up, get up. So I have the napkin in my hand, you know, with one hand, I'm kind of, as I'm pulling out the ring from the, from my pocket. pocket yeah. So the whole time kind of concealing, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, you know, you said you want a ring, you need me to propose, I'm going to propose, I'm like, you know, that's what you wanted, right? And she's like, stop, break it up, get up, get up. So I, you know, kind of fling the napkin away and here's the box in my hand and open it up and, you know, do the whole, you know, mm-hmm. well, you know, when you marry thing, and she just lost it yeah <laughs> she, just, she just lost it it was like and she's like what really are you serious? you know all of that so you know so it obviously she said yes and everybody around us is like you know kind of like oh you know this is cool and all of that so then you know sit back down and the best this is the best 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 part of the story so you know, sit back down, she's got the ring on, and obviously, you know, the people, when I made the reservation, they knew that I was going to be proposing, so the waitress knew, so as soon as we sat back down, the waitress comes over with champagne, you know, Mm. so, mind you, Z is three months pregnant now, going on four months pregnant, so the waitress comes with champagne, and she goes to pour champagne for Z, and we both immediately, like, oh, no, 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 like to say, no, no champagne for her, because she's pregnant, Mm -hmm. so the waitress, I guess she thought we're saying like, oh, no, no, no. She said no. So, <laughs> so <laughs> the waitress turns beet red. She's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then she like leads into me. She's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she goes, I'm sorry. I can't believe I did this. You know. So at that point, I'm like. In my mind, I'm like, oh, oh, she thinks we're saying no, like, no, she said no. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, 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 <laughs> she didn't say no, she said yes. Like, yo, the, the poor girl was mortified. We're like, no, no, okay, she said yes, we're just saying no to champagne for her because she's pregnant. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, that part had me dying. Like, that poor girl was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is so embarrassing. No. She said no, and I'm here trying to pour champagne, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, it was a dope night. I mean, again, it's it's a great it's a great memory, you know, because yeah. because legit, that is what my wife does. Like, she is the queen, the all time queen of ruining surprises. So <laughs> it's only fitting that that even the surprise of of her proposal she ruined, you know. <laughs> yeah, which which she wanted. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that is hilarious. So now, like at the at the beginning of this uh, podcast, I we mentioned that you know you uh you've been married for uh 10 plus years and you've actually celebrated your uh your 10th year uh, anniversary on one of your favorite things a cruise yeah right and um like like tell us a little bit about that how, how does it how does it feel to be uh 10 years deep with the woman that uh you know uh, the woman and the love of your life it's it's great man it's it's an awesome feeling because i think you know, the longer it goes, the less long it feels, if that makes sense. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you get married and then and there's, you know, I don't care what anybody says. There's an adjustment period 
of of your mindset because it is different. No matter how long you've been together prior to being married, there is a difference in officially being married, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have, we've, we had our ups and downs early on, you know, we had some things here and some things there we had to work through and whatnot, you know, cause you know, no, no relationship is going to be perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so one thing I will say is, you know, prior to getting close to that 10 year mark, you know, you're keeping track of the years. You're 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 noticing like, oh yeah, oh, man, it's three years. Oh wow, it's four years. Wow, I can't believe it's been five years now. Oh my god, it's been six years. You know, and like you 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 kind of notice it, you know. And we got to a point, and I could say this with all certainty that we we didn't reach an elite level of our marriage up until probably about seven or eight years in. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Like. I think I, you know, the first few years there was still there was still this feeling out process, especially because you know there was kids involved uh, immediately too. So sure, remember, sure. you know, we had our son prior to us getting married. You right. know what I mean? So he was already there. So so we were we were parents before we were spouses. You know, so yes. so that you know a lot of times, obviously, you know, you have that time to be, you know, just husband and wife. Ideally, traditionally, you have time to be just husband and wife first before you become husband, wife and parents, you know. So we didn't have that, you know. So while we had the courtship and we were together um, for, you know, two to three years um, prior to having kids, we we had that courtship period where girlfriend and girlfriend and whatnot. Yeah, that's cool. But we never had the opportunity to just be husband and wife without also being parents. Right, Right. So. So, you know, that definitely had an effect on on the evolution of our marriage, I would think, because, again, a lot of the focus does first go to being a parent, you know. Mm-hmm. So so those first few years, you know, not to say they were bad, but, you know, they were they were bumpy. There were some bumpy times, you know, but but that that comes with the territory. You know, that's the learning curve and a learning process. As you continue to learn how to deal with certain things and how to make decisions together and and how to um, incorporate both feelings into the things that are going on within the house, you know, there's a lot of that initially. So um, I I mentioned that seven or eighth year or whatnot is legit. You know, I remember there was, you know, a a, a situation that we went through and we, we definitely had to do some soul searching. I specifically had to do some soul searching and and it it got to a point where i think for the first time in our full full blown relationship whether it be just you know dating married engaged whatever like we we had gotten to a point where our communication level opened up completely 100% you awesome. know and and it took a while it took a while because for the longest time there were still things that that we both felt like we couldn't say to each other and we both felt like we had to keep from each other, you know, um, worried of whether it's worried about judgment or worried about, you know, reactions or how things are going to be perceived. You know, we, I didn't even know at the time up until it happened, I didn't realize that we weren't communicating properly until we got to that point where we started communicating properly. Cause that's when I was like, Oh wow. Like, we ain't been doing this, you know? Right. So, so that seven, eight year mark or whatnot was huge. You know, when we reached, we reached a, a, a part of our relationship that again, really, really cultivated um, an amazing level of communication 
where where we truly started to speak to each other better, you know, really just bringing things to light, bringing things up about our individual pasts, you know, things whether negative or positive that may have happened to us in the past that that we may have never dealt with and might have been playing a role in 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 some of the things that we were going through within our relationship and trying to understand that on each side and 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 you know kind of help each other heal and move forward while also making sure those things you know did not affect us going forward you know like it was it was crazy you know that that like i said when i got to that realization and i had to step back and be like wow i'm like you know like we had you know we were having three four five hour conversations just talking like middle of the night like we wouldn't go to sleep you know mm-hmm. what i mean like we'd be up late at night in bed and just talking for like two or three hours you know and and it was like getting to know each other all over again you know which is crazy because as far as we knew you know we're at that point we're seven eight years married so so 10 11 ish years all together with the saga if you add the two-year chase you're talking, you know, now, now 15 ish years, you know, because that's the thing. I say 15 years total now, but if we add the chase, it's more like 17, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so through all that time to get to a point where I'm like, wow, like I'm actually, we're actually finally really talking, really opening up, no holds barred, not holding anything back, mm-hmm. being vulnerable with each other at a hundred percent level and, 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 and being able to know that anything I say, is going to be accepted, you know, and, and handled with care. You know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to communicating and opening up with people is that you can't always trust that the person you're opening up to is going to treat your feelings and your thoughts and your words with care. You yeah. know, how are they going to handle those feelings? How are they going to handle those opinions? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, cause it being vulnerable, you know, isn't hard for me. It's, it's dealing with what people do with my vulnerability. That's what's hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, like I said, we got to that point, and I think that's where we had reached what I like to call our elite level of relationship is because, again, once you're at a point where you can communicate communicate openly, that changes the game. And, you know, so from that point on, sure, there's little bumps and hiccups still here and there, but but they're less bumpy. They're less bumpy and 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 don't last as long because you know we're we're able to handle them more efficiently because we're able to communicate more efficiently. So you know to get to the point we had always said that's one of the things we did. I mentioned like I said we never got an opportunity for it to just be us because we had the kid. You know we had Caleb right away and then even once he got to the point where he was kind of grown and being a little you know, self-contained and we didn't have to chase him around so much as a baby slash toddler. Boom, here we go. We hit reset and did it all over again with 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 Soraya, you know. So um we had always said, you know, on, on our five year anniversary, so every five, you know, we'll do just a vacation just us. We'll do a honeymoon where it's just the two of us so we can reconnect one night. And on the tens we wanna do a renewal just to, you know, kinda refresh our vows and do whatnot so we have looked forward to that 10-year anniversary for so long mm-hmm. you know um and then as it got closer you know it was just i mean the excitement was crazy i couldn't wait you know because again it's i know it's like i get to remarry 
you know, my my best friend. I get to remarry my soulmate and and let her know again. Yeah, sure, I could tell I love her every single day of the week. You know, I have an opportunity to say that every day. But you know, when when it's in the setting of of you know reciting vows and and making that promise in front of friends and family and making it official again, like hey, just so you know, ten years later now, now even more than before. Yes, I still do. I absolutely do. I absolutely will and continue and will continue to, you know. So, I mean, already now I'm looking I'm looking forward to the 20th anniversary so we could do it again, you know. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And so, okay, so uh do you have any advice for any guys thinking about taking the plunge but they're like afraid to or you know, any advice for guys who have been down your road? And are like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna find that one because I just lost her or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for both. I mean, let's say let's take the latter first. I mean, you know, again, losing love is is wow, that's next level pain. You know what I mean? I never knew, I, I never knew what heartbreak was until that. That was the first time I really, really felt heartbreak is when my my ex and I when it was over that first time like and when I say what heartbreak felt like like it it's called heartbreak for a reason it literally feels like your heart is broken and I never knew that like ah you know how do you 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 can't break a heart like you know like it's not physically going to be broken so Mm -hmm. so how do you feel like it's broken and then it happens and it's like oh my god I think this thing is broken (laughs) is it working is it, is it, is it, something like what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's real, man. That, that feeling is next level and it's, it takes a lot to, to handle. It takes a lot to come back from, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's tough to deal with big time. I think the number one thing is first and foremost, you have to embrace it, you know, cause, um, you, you can't try to mask it. You can't try to, you know, try to do other things to, 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 to get rid of it. Like there, there's nothing you can do to speed up the process or to, or to nullify that feeling. Unfortunately, you just gotta, you just gotta feel it and you just gotta go through it, you know, and, and, and have faith that it gets better on the other end. And, and, and as each day goes by, it's going to get better. And then hopefully at some point, you know, it, you, you completely get over it and, are able to find it again, you know? And again, like we mentioned, you know, nobody makes it out of love a lot, you know? You either break up when you're young or you get old and you die. So no, no matter what, even if you find it again, we know for sure it's not technically guaranteed forever just because nobody's going to be here forever, you know? So you have to be able to accept that that's just the casualty of love. And that's where I go back to saying before where it's it's a double-edged sword because as amazing as it is in the moment, you know that when it's over, it is the worst pain. It is the absolute worst pain. And you don't ever want to have that pain. But at the same time, you know that feeling the joy of love means that you do put yourself in position to possibly at some point or another feel that pain again, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to kind of 
balance that in your mind because so many people can get bitter and just say, I'm never doing this again. And they completely shut down and the rest of their life, their relationships are just, you know, random one nighters or flings here and there just because they refuse to open themselves up and let somebody, you know, in that way again. You can't do that. You can't shut down and you can't just, you know, because because here's the thing. You never know what is in store for you. That very next person that comes could be the one. The person after that could be the one. Five persons down the line could be the one. It could be 10 down, down the line, you know. You never know. At any given time, the right person for you can come, can come along and completely change all of that hurt that you're carrying. But if you let that hurt just completely shuts you off to any and everybody and you're going to going into every situation with the mindset of nothing's going to happen it ain't going to get any further past this this or that then then you're fresh out of luck perfect example you know in the beginning with my wife and i and i don't want to get too much into the whole deal with with the family dynamic you know the deal so it is yeah, what it is so that's you can, fine so yeah. you can understand the context sure so even in the beginning, at the very beginning, when we first, you know, after the, the two stolen kisses and the, <laughs> and the date, the movie date, and as we're working towards, you know, kind of starting a relationship, she told me right off the bat, she's like, just so you know, this is probably never going to go, go all the way, you know, this isn't going to go all the way because of the family dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. and at the moment, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Okay. You know, it is what it is. We'll, you know, we'll take it as far as we can. We'll cross that bridge when we get there, this and that. I told him, nah, not a big deal, you know, whatever. But she told me that straight up. So imagine if, you know, we had let that be a barrier. Imagine if we placed that as a as a fictional finish line and knowing that no matter how far we get, at some point we're gonna have to shut it down because of this you know so so that's the same thing that's the best advice i could give is like don't let don't let that previous heartache and that previous heartbreak you know completely shut down what can be available for you down the line you know what i mean so i think that's the number one thing i could tell anybody who ever goes through it and then on the backside, man once you find it do whatever you can to keep it you know um You'll know. That's the one thing. People always say, oh, how'd you know? It's, it's a tough question. I gave you a couple of things where I said, yeah, the cosign from the family, grandma, how do you interact with mom, all that. Those are all little things that are great. But overall, at the end of the day, it's just a feeling. It's just a gut feeling. So the same way I say, you know, you don't know what heartbreak feels like until you actually feel it. And you know that your heart literally has been broken. You don't know what true love feels like until it actually hits you. You're going to know immediately because it's going to feel like nothing you've ever felt before or something you felt before only in this instance for that person where at that time maybe it was something you never felt before. Now, at least it's a little more it's it's a little less foreign because you've kind of had it before. So you're like, ooh, is this love again? You know, I feel it again, you know, but end of the day, again, I take that smile more than anything till this day every single time you know from the first time i saw her and first time i saw that smile i knew that was something different and that's what rides with me till this day always but i know there's that feeling in my heart knowing how excited and 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 thankful i am to 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 go to sleep next to her every night to wake up next to her every morning to see her smile every day the fact that she you know, I see my kids and I see her, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's, it's a, it's a combination of so many different things, but it all comes down to just that feeling. And and you know it immediately, 
You know, like once you have it and once you feel it, you know exactly what it is because it's just going to hit you like a ton of bricks and be like, whoa, this is different. This is absolutely different, you know? So whenever you have that, hold on to that for dear life. Do whatever it takes to, to preserve it, you know? I mean, hopefully the feeling is mutual and, and, and the efforts that are being made are being made on both ends because obviously that's important too because that's the worst thing that could happen is if, is if you feel that, but then the person you're with does not feel that same thing. You know, that, that, that needs to be established. That's where communication comes into effect. You never want to lie on your heart, you know, one way or the other. So I think that's another thing that people have to realize in relationships too is like, get it out of your mind. Like, oh man, we've been together three, four, five years. So I guess we've got to get married. No, you don't. Do you want to get married? You know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't mean you got to get married. If you want to get married, yeah, that's one thing. But don't think there's a time limit. There's no playbook. You know what I mean? Because you can meet someone today and be like, oh, my God, this is the one and I'm going to marry him tomorrow. Hey, does it work out? Maybe yes, maybe no. But that's just how it works. You can meet someone today and be with them five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years and never feel like, oh, my God, I have to marry this person. This is it. One way or the other, you have to be true to yourself. Each of you individually have to be true to yourselves and really you know, kind of, kind of guide your feelings, you know, in your path so that nobody is taking advantage of the other person's feelings and vulnerabilities. Cause uh, it's one of the things I always say, I hate seeing videos, these, these uh, proposal videos and they're, and it's all this grand gesture and whatnot. And, and then they say no. And it's like, Oh my God, that's messed up. You know, I always look at it from this end. It's like, if, if, if you're going to propose, you should kind of have an idea already that the answer is going to be yes, you know, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like, like if, if there's any doubt, if you legit go into a proposal and, and you really have to wait on the answer, like you're not 100% sure how this is going to go until she answers, you probably shouldn't be proposing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I honestly feel like that's where a lot of times people are missing the point where it's it's going out on a whim and it's impulsive. You know, it's like, have y'all even ever talked about marriage? Have y'all ever talked about the possibility of you guys being together? Have y'all set that expectation? Have y'all started talking about working towards building a life together? You know, like these are all things that kind of have to happen first. So you know when the time is right and when it's time for me to propose, I know for sure she's going to say yes. I knew that night when I was going to take that ring out and put it on a finger, I knew without a shadow of a doubt she was going to say yes. That's the only reason why I was at that point to begin with. Because if I had any doubt that she was going to say yes, I wouldn't have been asking her. You know what I mean? So I think that's the biggest thing, too, is like, you you know, between, between the relation, the couple and in the relationship, you know, the communication has to be on point. What you guys want and what you guys see for yourselves as a unit has to be on point. You guys have to be on the same page as far as what you're both contributing to the relationship and where those contributions are going to come together and cultivate into this new life. There has to be that mindset ahead of time, long before you get there. It's not, hey, let me go ahead, get a ring, let me propose. She says, yes, now we start talking about what our future is going to look like. No, y'all should have had that conversation ahead of time because proposing is still the deal. That's when you're like, okay, cool, yeah. We've, we, we've got this set up. We know where we're going. This is where we want to be. Boom. Here's the ring, the cherry on top. So now we can go ahead and work towards sealing the deal with this wedding, you know? So I think that's the biggest thing for me is that you'll know 
Number one, first and foremost, you will know. At the end of the day, once once you reach that level, you will know undoubtedly in your heart that you're there. But again, once you do get there, you want to make sure he or she is there as well on the other end. No, oh, that's that's amazing advice. And and I, I don't know if uh you were like reading my mind or something like that but like that advice sure sure hit me per on a personal note like it's like mm-hmm. you were speaking to me you know what i mean yeah. so like it was it was freaking great you know to, to like to hear that stuff because like yeah man like you know i had uh, some some stories that i had to tell you as well and they and it's so funny because like hearing out your your whole entire thing i like i it's it's like verbatim like stuff that like happened to me and i'm like oh my god like this guy yeah like this guy really was perfect to to get on the show so like i don't even know necessarily where to start but i but i guess i'll just start from this point and then i can just like uh stretch it on out or whatever but Mm -hmm. okay so um what's it called uh so um i haven't uh, so okay well first with the finding the one after the one the whole title it basically just comes from just like with me in my situation you know i i've been single for let's say uh uh, nine years now nine years in it'll be nine years in november and i haven't Mm -hmm. had a girlfriend since or anything necessarily serious but definitely never have had a girlfriend since my ex-fiance and but i haven't spoken to her since 20 uh yeah yeah 2015 but the thing is, like, I, you know, just like you just like you said, like with the heartbreak and stuff like that, I mean, not to say that you never get over it, but it's like it's just it like you it's it at least for me, I'll speak for myself. It is very it has been very hard for me to just get over that because, you know, I guess at least for me, it's like you kind of like blame yourself like, damn, son, like yeah. what what happened? You know, you know, and I, I, I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, I know exactly what happened. But, uh, you know, it's just it, we were just pretty much going uh, separate paths. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it, it's just been bad. But, you know, um, s- uh, since then, you know, I've been trying to like not necessarily, uh, you know, like get over her and stuff like that. Again, I'm not necessarily saying that I like want to get back with her. I mean, technically I can't <laughs> because like she she's she's married. If you didn't know, like she's married and mm-hmm. she, she's good. Like she's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I do know. I do know. Actually, no, <laughs> he's like, oh, I do know. You know what I mean? No. So it's like, yeah, that you know, that's how it is. You know, I you know, I have like little birdies like watching for whatever reason <laughs> and want to tell me. So that's how I know. But um. It's like, uh, so yeah, so uh, what was it? Uh, last year around like March or something like that. You know, oh, like I, you know, I haven't like since then. Like every other day, like seriously, she's like, you know, just been on my mind just because you know that was supposed to be my wife. You know, like you said, you've 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 planned you've planned for this day. You've talked about this, yeah. and you know, with you. She said yes, so you can plan it. But with my my thing, she yeah, she said yes, but three months later she said no because of mm-hmm. where I was. You know, you're not established enough. You know, like our our lives are different. You know, like you're I'm I'm more religious and I want to go that way. And I'm like I'm not really not, even though you know obviously our upbringing we went to Catholic school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but still, she was much more into it than I am and all that stuff, and. 
it's just yeah our, our things were just different so it's like you 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 plan for this road and you're on it but then you know at the end of the road it, it doesn't even say detour it just says like road closed and you're like yeah okay so what where do i go <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so i've just been kind of like stuck there for like the longest and it's like um yeah so you know whatever i've you know been i haven't i haven't not stopped thinking about her not i'm not saying all day but just she's always been in my she's always been in my mind she, she's she's had such an impact in my life that regardless of what happens if i get with somebody blah blah, blah or just stay by myself um she'll always there's there will always be a little piece of my heart that is dedicated to her and i'm sorry for any future suitors <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> that might might hear that you know so like um geez. so one, yes. one thing i will say that one thing i will say to that is mm. again and and me being fully honest and whatnot mm. i i can honestly say at least in my experience mm -hmm. when if and when the time comes when you do find find that again she won't be she mm. she, she absolutely won't be just because it, it, the, the fulfillment that you will get from you know that that one when if and when she comes along again mm. it, it will completely overpower any and everything you you, you had going on prior so wow. at least i can give you that little bit of caveat because again for me immediately you know as much as i kind of obsessed over that situation and with the ex and whatnot and knowing without trying to admit to myself that I know I messed up, still trying to accept that I messed up and knowing it was my fault. Because I had already started to shift towards that with my wife, the minute I saw my ex, it, I just knew. I was like, no, oh, that's that's not there anymore. Mm. So at least have some solace in that, that there is a time that will come eventually at some point that it, it'll subside. But go ahead. No, no. Th no th th thank you for that. Thank you for that. Because, like, yeah, I... Yeah, I, I get scared about that. I was like, yo, how do I get rid of this feeling? But anyway, so, like, again, I haven't heard from her since, like, 2015. So, like, uh, March of 2020, like, right at the start of the pandemic, like, um, I I get up at, like, 5.30 in the morning for some reason, and I look at my phone, and, um, you know, we're all, everybody's on lockdown, whatever, so I'm not going to work. So I get up, and I see in my phone, my, my eyes are groggy, and it says, you know, message from ex-fiance's name. And I'm like, and so me, I'm thinking that it's a dream because, again, like I said, you know, I, I think about her often. And yeah. I'm like, what? No, but I'm up. I'm like, what the hell? So I look at my phone and I click on it. I was like, holy shit. It, it, this is her. Whoa. And I click on it. And it's like, hey, we haven't spoken to each other in a couple of years. But I just thought that I would share this with you. And it's a link. And I'm like, okay. And I press the link and it's a it's a advertisement for the Prince of Egypt musical. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. And and and, and the th and the thing is, and um of course, you know, uh to the listener listening, you know, um like you, you and I share a love for that movie. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, exactly. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. So like, but but for me, it, and and this is gonna hit hard because like for me, um, it's it's my number one movie of all time. 
Like and mm-hmm. and that movies came out in '99, and of course I've seen plenty of movies, but it has no movie has hit me as hard as like that movie. I I don't even know why, but I I love the colors, the music, the, the animation, mm-hmm. everything. It 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 hits home for me. Um. So, but the but the thing that did it mainly is because there's a there's a new I'm not a new, but like there's another caveat with with that is because. When we were going out, um, she knew that I loved that movie, and not that I put her onto it. She she loved it too, but while we were going to while we were dating, um, I we made it a point, and again, like we were planning that future, that we were going to name one of our like our first kid after a character in the movie. You know what I'm saying? So like when I saw that email, I'm like, oh man like it brought back so many freaking memories man and i'm just like why did you do that (laughs) you know know? because like we were good you know well not good but like yo you were there with your husband whatever and me i was sulking in the rain (laughs) you know and and let me be (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah don't don't come up to here with an umbrella out of nowhere (laughs) yeah so i'm just like what the hell so i'm just like yo thank you for that oh 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 another thing The, the, the other reason was the reason why she sent that to me was because for me personally i'm a creative person and for me i oh i don't know if i ever told you this but me i always wanted to make me personally the prince of egypt into a musical because uh-huh. i thought that it would be such an amazing idea especially the uh parting of the red sea again yes i'm not a playwright i don't know nothing about theater but i was like no w- once i get into the entertainment industry i'm gonna find a way to make this a musical you know yeah. so she was just showing it to me because I, I, I didn't even know that they were working on one she showed it to me that like my vision or whatever has been realized so i got happy for that i was like oh that's great you know and i was like damn but it's in london damn well, i was like ah maybe in two years they'll probably bring it to new york and i'll see it whatever so i i i said oh you know thank you thank you so much for like um showing this to me this this is great but i wanted to just keep it super curt you know just like, bam like short you know like done like i'm done you know I was like okay thank you and then she's like, oh, you know, no problem. Uh, you know, uh, it's in London. So, uh, you know, I don't know, like, if you'd be able to see it, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and, oh, this was, oh, no, I'm sorry. This wasn't around March. This was around uh, Thanksgiving, I believe. Because, yes, because she was like, oh, how is your, like, oh, are you gearing up for Thanksgiving? And I'm like, uh-huh. this bitch. Because the only reason why I said that in my head is because uh, November 25th, 2012, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, is when she broke up with me and gave me back my ring, <laughs> you know. So yeah. not to say, obviously, you know, I I'm I'm crazy. So like, of course, I remember that date, but she wouldn't. But I'm just like, why would you say? And oh, and also Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. So it's just like, yeah. okay, why why would you say that? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> why would you say am I enjoying my Thanksgiving when you broke my heart like you yeah. know eight years like, ago? You know, I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not enjoying it at all. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then she was like, oh yeah, you know, just you know, just you know, setting up myself and blah blah blah, whatever. So we just got to talking just for a little bit and. And stuff, and, sh- and I and I just left it alone, right? I was like, okay, you know, like, you know, I have you, uh, and she's like, oh yeah, I've been, I've been sick, but you know, I, I'm doing okay, 
you know, and I'm like, all right, good. I'm, I'm glad you get the, you're getting the medical attention. You know, see, I became you. I became asshole martini, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, oh, great. You're getting the medical attention that you deserve. Awesome. You know, like, you know, like that kind of kill him with kindness because, you know, she, mm-hmm. it, it seemed like she wanted me to speak, you know, and I'm like, yo, I don't want to speak, you know, like, forget it. Like, yeah. I'm out. And then. Like three months later, that's when it became March, and I was like, "Nah, man, you know what?" And I just like went off. I was like, "Yo, why would you? Why I didn't need to know about this Prince of Egypt thing. Maybe I would have found out in circulars or like on the internet or whatever. But why did well, you, you would have found out for me? So. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why did you feel the need to tell me that? You know, she's like, look, you know, I'm not trying. I was like, are you trying to search for something? Because I I don't get it. She's like, no, I'm not trying to rekindle anything or nothing, blah, blah, blah. It's just that I just want to send that to you. And and also, um, you were the one, if you don't remember, she was like, you were the one that said that you didn't want to have communication after we broke up. And that like that hurt me a lot because I just wanted to like, you know, just speak to you and be and be cordial and stuff like that. And then I told her, I was like, Uh yo, how am I going to be cordial with you? When you have a husband, not cordial, but like, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) You know, what are we going to talk about? And she she completely understood. And she's like, like, listen, I didn't like, I don't want to argue. I don't want to have beef, whatever. It's just that like, I just really wanted to have like an open channel, you know, just in case you ever, you needed me, blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, yo, cause I did remember again, you know, I, and this was like the, that the worst thing was because like, of course me being, you know, Batman being my favorite, uh, superhero. I was a detective, and I knew exactly what his or her man looked like, and all that stuff. And I was like, "This motherfucker is me. He is me." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this guy loves Nintendo. He fucking loves comic book movies. They fucking went to go see Batman v Superman at midnight. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was pissed, bro. I was like, "Really? Yeah. Damn!" And that hurts too because it makes you feel like, man, if only I had that one thing. It would yeah, be us. yeah, exactly. It's like because because that's and that's what I was actually about to say. Because it's like, well, if if this guy is me and he's enough, what what was it like? How how was I not enough? Mm-hmm. But then this guy looks like it's me and he's enough. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very pissed about that. But but I was like, you know what? Let let fine. Let's fine we can have an open dialogue and it wasn't like a mean thing because like again of course i do care for her and she said she said that too she's like regardless of what you think of me or whatever like i do still care for you very much so and i want like to see you happy blah blah blah, and all that stuff i was like all right we can have an open dialogue cool but like don't expect like me reaching out for like anything (laughs) you know what i mean so like and it's been that way since march 2020 i have not oh yeah it's been a year it's been a year since i spoke to her because i'm like i don't need to reach out to you like you're good yeah you know what i mean and 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 also even if i do it hurts like i told like i even told her this i was like i've i go to her um i she lives in jersey so i would go to um the uh garden state uh garden state parkway mall the garden you know whatever the mall and sometimes i go to the movie theaters over there as opposed to uh, my mall, like the Palisades, whatever, just f- for whatever reason. Oh, no, because the IMAX. They have a better IMAX or whatever. Yeah. So, like, but the thing is, I shit you not, Ricardo. I, and, and I'm sorry for all the veterans out there and all that stuff. I get PTSD when I go there because I do not want to run into her. I get scared, like afraid. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen if I run into her? I don't know what yeah. I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know? Um, I, I, yeah. And it, and it's just bad. But regardless, that's like, that was like the main story that I wanted to say. But, but fast forward to like now, you know, um, oh, also the reason why I asked for the, uh, you know, uh, the best way to get over somebody, to get over someone is to get under someone. Um, speaking about a year, it's been a year I've had, um, what's it called? A friends with benefit. You know what I'm saying? And she's great. You know, like I, at the beginning I tried to, you know, make her my girl, whatever. I mean, not that it started off with that, that way. It started off with like trying to, you know, quarter and all that stuff. But she said like, listen, it's not going to work, blah, blah, whatever. So then we just decided to just be that with each other. And, and that's going to be a year mm-hmm. since we've been messing with each other. But it it does not fulfill me, bro. I mean, granted, let me let me say straight off, we have a phenomenal sex. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like age, like, like AJ Styles types. You know, phenomenal hey. sex. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So let me not let me not you know put throw her under the bus. You know, it's great, uh-huh. but like I said, um, it it does not compare. It doesn't compare to like the love. That I had, you yeah, know, yeah, and that, and that I lost. It's definitely different when the when the feelings are involved for sure. You know, exactly, I, I totally get it. So, like, for but for now, for whatever reason, like I said before, like yesterday in our like brief, you know, uh, call, or whatever, that I've just been super lonely, and those feelings are coming back again. Uh, feelings of like just wanting, just solely wanting to be in love, you know, and to try to capture that old thing, not, uh, not literally, like go back for her I'm not, no uh, but i mean like to get that again and her memories have been filling my mind fam i still have the gift that i gave to her when i proposed to her and her quote-unquote rejection letter <laughs> you know uh, when she told me that like you know that this can't be like i still have that shit tucked away in my closet you know what i'm saying not to be Ooh. seen again you know yeah. and I just, I just have, I keep having memories of just like the good shit and of course the bad stuff, but like, like man, I want to fucking, I want to fall in love again. And 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 the thing that makes me stop is because, well, I guess because of all the stuff that's going on in the world about like you know women, like you know, oh if he doesn't have his shit together, then fuck yeah. it, you know what I mean? And I'm just like fuck, I you know, I I, I have been been a stranger to my listeners they know that I'm 41 and I live with both of my parents, you know, like what do I have to quote unquote bring to the table? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, well, at least not in their eyes. So it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm in this standstill, you know, and it sucks. Yeah. And it's tough that, that, that living, you meant, you bring up a great point. I say it all the time and I hate that. I'm going to say it now because it doesn't do you much benefit, but <laughs> it like, doesn't matter, man. I, it doesn't matter. I, I say it all the time. It's like, I, I don't think I'd be able to navigate navigate today's world as a, as a single dude just because the, the level of unrealistic and ridiculous expectations that are out there now for courting, especially since even beyond that, you know, I mean, I, I, we grew up with technology. So, sure. so communicating through, you know, technology and social media would not isn't the issue but it's just the fact that that's really all that it is i mean it's just sliding into a dm and dropping a couple emojis and this this and that and it's like you know but but 
to the point where, you know, the expectation that is now put out there as far as if he can't do this, then he ain't worth it. If he can't do that, it ain't worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see any type of expectations like that going the other way, you know, which, right. is, which is ridiculous and unfortunate because it does put single guys who are genuinely out there looking for real love and companionship companionship at a disadvantage because you're supposed to be able to build together with somebody towards that. And, you know, the mindset now is that, and it's not all women, obviously definitely not all women, but it just seems to be that the mindset of most women now is, no, I need something that's plug and play. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you gotta be, you gotta be your best self from day one before you even slide up into this DM in order for 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 me to even give you the time of day, which you know, again, nobody's their best self from the top. The whole point of finding somebody who loves and completes you is that they help you get to your best self. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As as much of a people tell me all the time, you know, because of the stuff that I post online and whatnot. And again, it's not about hey, look at me, look at what I'm doing. It's about making sure I love to be able to stand from the mountaintop and scream out to everybody that, Hey, my wife is absolutely amazing. And I adore her. That's why I do it. So people say all the time, like, Oh, you're such a good husband. And then, Oh, you you know, whether it's Christmas or birthdays and we're doing stuff for the kids. Oh, you're such a good father. Oh my God, this, this, and that. And all the time I'm like, yo, yeah, that's cool. I do a pretty good job, but I'll tell you what, I could I could I couldn't be the man I am now as awesome of a man as you think I am as great as a husband as you think I am as great as a father you think I am I wouldn't be that if my wife hadn't been standing next to me for the past 15 years mm-hmm. plain and simple mm-hmm. absolutely plain and simple because the man I was when I met her is a far cry from the man I am now and without her in my life I would have been I might have still been that asshole you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just just straight up. So so that's the thing that's so fair, uh, so unfair in today's day and age when it comes to courting and when it comes to trying to get to know somebody is that they expect you to be at A1-100. Nah, man, I'm at a point in my life where I'm looking for somebody to help me get over the hump, help me raise my level of of, of awesome, raise my level of of being a great man or being a great companion or eventually to be a great father. You know what I mean? You got to build that together. So it, it sucks that that mindset has become that way. Cause it makes it, it makes it so much difficult to be vulnerable. Cause now, you know, it's like, you, you don't want to just trust anybody with your, with your feelings and with your thoughts and with your insecurities. That's the biggest thing. One of the things I didn't mention in that conversation that I said, you know, when I said we got to that seven and eight year mark, yeah. And we started communicating better. I was able to open up and share some insecurities with her that nobody that I've never told anybody. Right. I don't know if you remember, um, there was a time right around. So it was right around that seven, eight uh, year mark. I remember what was what specifically was going on in the news. But it was, of course, had something to do with with racism and how black folks are street. I can't remember what the big issue was at the time, but, but um, there, there was a hashtag that uh, I think it was like when I was black and people were posting stuff about, you know, things that happened to them. Uh, as black. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember where I posted the thing about how, you know, growing up, I was always the blackest kid in the room, the yes. kid in all groups and, and, 
and you know even even people who were my best friends and still some of my best friends till this day used to make fun of me about it and i never ever said anything i just ate it and i was and and again i don't now i could identify what depression was and and that was actually the catalyst and i said it then that was the catalyst to the development of my personality that's when i told myself i wanted to be this character this vibrant colorful person because people are always going to see me because I am the blackest dude in the room and they're going to want to come and have jokes so I have to be ready and have the jokes against myself ahead of time that's how I became a class clown that's how my personality developed because it was a defense mechanism and in that post I said specifically I had never ever ever spoken those words to anybody the only reason I was able to make that post at that time is because a few days earlier I opened up and told my wife that that mm -hmm. was the first time I ever told anybody that and you know you already said it 37 years deep and I'm sure when I posted that that's the first time you ever knew about that yeah that's mm -hmm. the first time you knew that I was going through that and I was dealing with that I mean I you know, knew dude. I knew the jokes and stuff but I yeah. didn't know the the ramifications you know exactly yeah. exactly and that's the thing everybody I grew up with know the jokes everybody I grew up with always heard the jokes everybody I grew up with sometimes said the jokes you know mm -hmm. and nothing against them you know because again we grew up in a different time jokes are jokes you know yeah. what I mean so it, it was completely different at the time but it absolutely did affect me mm -hmm. big time you know and I didn't let that out at the time I didn't tell ever tell anybody at that time all the way up to being a full-grown adult I never revisited that and in one of those long conversations that we were having, I brought that up and I shared this major insecurity with her. That was something that was so fulfilling. I mean, when when I when I told her that, and then there were some things that she told me that she had never shared with anybody neither. Again, when you get to that level of communication with somebody, when you could completely take off all the blinders, all the governors, there's no speed limit, just floor it, you know? Don't don't worry about dodging this topic or swerving around that topic. Just floor it and drive and let it flow. That is that is the goal. That is the one hundred percent absolute goal right there. Is to be able to completely open up and get to that level. So it's tough when you have that or you think you have that and then you lose that. You can't just say ah oh well off to the next one. You know what I mean? Because that's that's important. Because again, to your point, even with my ex, as much as I, as much as I loved her, and as much as I knew at the time she was going to be the one, I didn't have that level of communication with her. I didn't have that level of sharing and and breaking down barriers with her. So even where I thought for sure I had found the one before, and she was the one, when I did actually eventually find the one, six or seven years into our relationship is when we get to that level where, oh, this is what it means to be the one. This is what it means to have somebody by your side who is for you. It's being able to say, this is something that I tucked away and hid for my entire life from everybody. And I am now bringing it out and giving it to you because I trust you with it. That is, man, that is elite level right there. There's no greater feeling than reaching that point when you know no matter what it is, I pull out from the deepest, darkest corners of my past or my life. I'm I'm comfortable taking that out and sharing it with you. 
Nah, that's awesome, man. I mean, but one thing though, I mean, I don't like this whole elite talk. What are you AEW? What's going on, yo? What's what? <laughs> <laughs> you switching hey, sides, man. my G? <laughs> hey, hey, you know I'm straddling. I'm straddling, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so two more questions, and I'm gonna let you go. Um, yeah. One, uh, what do you feel I need to do? Because uh, I'll give you a little thing. Cause um my friend, cause again I I don't cause you keep saying you know if and when I find somebody or whatever and I'm like I don't even know if I'm gonna find somebody and also um I had a friend who was saying because we were talking about like some stuff whatever and he said that like with him him and his wife he he th- he pretty much thinks that he's not going to be able to have children with her not to say that he's gonna leave her or whatever but he's like I think I need to like stop thinking about that so and be prepared for that for that journey it mm-hmm. was like have you prepared for maybe like not finding somebody because me me i'm always trying to like you i mean come on man you've you've seen my instagrams i'm always pining for love and posting yeah. proposals and all that shit because i want it i'm yep. a i'm a hopeless romantic emphasis on hopeless and romantic both you mm-hmm. know what i mean and it's like should like i don't know if i should prepare myself to be single forever too like I, I don't know like so i you know just cut it off and not you know like think about other shit i mean i have thinking about other shit but still you know not not have that be my focus so like what you know from bro to bro you know what i'm saying you know me for 37 years what do you think mm-hmm. my uh, what advice do you have for me and and so, know, and knowing where i'm at in life so so two things right off the bat first things first i think you've got a you need to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. You've got to forgive yourself and, you know, whatever whatever role you played in, you know, whatever actual role you played in it, you know, forgive yourself. Don't hold it against you. If, you know, especially in a situation where it's like, oh, you know, if, if she felt you weren't ready and you weren't where you are, don't hold that against yourself. Don't keep telling yourself, oh, it's me because because I wasn't doing this. Oh, it's me because I wasn't at this level of that. You know, you have to let that go because I because I do believe you 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 are far too hard on yourself. You know what I mean? Because uh, again, we own what we own. We know when we play a role in something, and we know it's our fault no matter what. But at the end of the day, you've got to get to a point where you can say, you know what? I've, I'm going to stop beating myself up about this, you know, because here's the thing. I would like to believe that wherever you were when it happened, you're in a better place now, you know? So continue to evolve, continue to do better, be better, get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't get stuck in trying to analyze where did I fall short? What was it that I wasn't doing good enough? Do I have to fix that specifically so that the next person doesn't doesn't feel the same way? You know, because that's where you start getting yourself in trouble because you're already trying to compensate for a, a, a future relationship that isn't even around yet. So because of that, you're kind of sabotaging. You're you're almost sabotaging the possibility of that future relationship. You know what I mean? So I think that's the biggest thing more than anything is you've got to be able to get to a point where you're good with yourself about it you can still you're obviously still going to be heartbroken you'll still be sad you'll still think about it but you with yourself you've got to be okay with it with yourself you've got to be like look you know what i did the best i could you know it wasn't good enough at the time for her that doesn't mean it's not good enough for anybody else you know so that's a big part of it the second thing now your friend made a good point like as far as 
maybe possibly preparing yourself for the fact that you may not find love. I don't think it's necessarily that deep. I think it's more of a situation where you've got to stop looking for love. You know, I think you end up, you know, if you're actively out there with that as always the end game, anybody you meet, anybody you court, anybody you may flirt with, anybody you may have an interaction with, if your mindset going in is, okay, cool, all right, then if we're going to do this, I need to make sure, like, you kind of start doing a whole checklist, you know, you got the, you, you, you got the, uh, the makeshift wife checklist tucked in your mental somewhere and you kind of start going through it with somebody right off the bat day one's like oh okay she's got this okay cool check uh, she, she doesn't have that Ooh, that might be a no-go you know whatever like you that you have to get out of your mind because you're only getting in your own way when it comes to that you know you're never going to find love if you're act- actively looking for it and that's just keeping it real you know so so the biggest thing you have to do, again, it's not necessarily saying, oh, I have to accept the fact that I might never find it. Just stop looking for it because you'll be surprised how easily it could find you. You know what I mean? While you're out there going crazy, trying to find love, you know, you trying to find love could be actively counterproductive to love trying to find you. And what I mean by that is, again, you may have specific expectations. You may have specific things that you're looking for. You may have specific things that you are trying to not do purposely because maybe it was a negative in that previous relationship. You know, the things that fell apart, you know, whatever specific things that you may have said or done that helped make that relationship fall apart, maybe now you're trying to make sure you don't do or say that ever again. But if that's you, that's you. Maybe the next person loves those things. You know what I mean? And you don't know that. So because you're in your mind and you're telling yourself, well, she ran screaming because of this, so I got to stop doing this so that the next person doesn't run screaming, where whatever it is that you stop doing could be the reason somebody comes yelling and screaming your way. You know, So, so you have to try to be able to separate those experiences, those previous experiences from your search. And then again, just shut down the search itself. Meet meet people casually without having the mindset of, could this be something? Could this be the one? Could this be something serious? You know, it, it relieves a lot of tension. It relieves a lot of stress and it lets everything happen organically. You know what I mean? So I, I think those would be the two biggest things that I would say is just, you know, forgive yourself and don't be so hard on yourself as far as the role that you played in it, you know, accept it, deal with it. If there are things that you identify that generally you should tweak and work on for sure, do that. It'll help you be a better person overall. But at the same time, you can't just assume that what worked with her and what didn't work with her is also going to work with the next person and not work with the next person. You got to start from scratch and just let it happen on its own, you know, and and and, and see where it takes you. All right. Damn. Okay. <laughs> um, shoot. All right. And and uh, one last question. And this is I always in this I always in the podcast this way. Um, I I take out a questionnaire from uh the Skin Deeps. The and self addition uh, card game, and I don't know what the question asked, but we'll both uh, answer it. And um, it says, "What what's something new I can try right now?" Something new you can try right now? Yeah, or you specifically. <laughs> what's something oh, new wow. I can try right now? Something, and 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 in what sense? 
Um, I guess whatever pops into like your head, really. To, to tell you the just truth, just in general, just in everything yeah, in general, life. in general, yeah. Um, I would say I wouldn't say necessarily try something new. I can try right now something I continue. I can continue trying, and which is something that I actually have been working on this year is um, releasing grudges. Um, that's something I've for the longest time. I wouldn't say I hold grudges, but I take things serious things to heart. Now, don't get me wrong, any stupid little thing I feel like we could always come back from, you know, any little argument or disagreement or whatnot, but but I feel like when you when you do something detrimental to me, generally I'm like, that's it, I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the situation, regardless of the relationship, and I think that's something this year that I specifically targeted as something I wanted to change is to try to help smooth things over a bit and again without getting too personal um, not, not not to say too personal as if we didn't just spend almost three hours yeah. getting personal mm-hmm. but um not to get too much into the family dynamic on my wife's side i can say you know as an example there was an issue and you know you kind of know more or less some details of this there was an issue between um um, myself and my wife's sister and her husband, mm-hmm. there was a, a, a falling out there and whatnot for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, right around Christmas going into the new year, you know, I told myself that for the sake and for the happiness of my wife, for the sake of my wife and for the sake of my kids, I want to be able to try and mend this this fence, you know, fix this broken fence that is there between me and them, you know, um, sure. I, I didn't, it wasn't for me, you know, and it's still not for me. It's legitimately because I don't want to continue to have a cloud or a little bit of toxicity between their relationship because of my feelings, you know? So it's like, it got to a point where I was like, you know, let me say what I got to say. I'll say my piece to them, let them know how I feel about everything going on. They said what they had to say. We had a couple of conversations back and forth. And it's like, okay, let's try to be adults and be cordial and see where it goes. Maybe we get back to a point where the relationship is rock solid again like it was before. Maybe it doesn't. But at the very least, I wanted to make sure that I took the the hate and the bitterness out, you know? And that's something where across the board, you know, there's there's some other relationships in my past that have been fractured for whatever reason. And I told myself, I wanna try to do a better job of now as an adult years down the line, trying to fix some of those fractured relationships. And it's not all of them, because sometimes, you know, sometimes you fracture a relationship that needed to be fractured. and 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 it's somebody that you probably better off not having in your life. But, you know, sometimes there are people that were in your life to a certain extent that were very important. And now that they're completely gone, you want to say, you know what, let me at least do my part in trying to smooth that over and see what can be fixed. So I guess that's what I would say is, again, not as far as trying something, you know, do something new, but continuing this new thing that I've been working on over the past two or three months. No, no, and that's great. And I guess for for me, it's the same thing. Not necessarily saying uh, trying something new, <clears throat> but to, well, at least to start uh, healing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I even bought some. You know how freaking Instagram be getting you with those Instagram ads. So I guess yep. they've they've been a, a 
hearing what I've been talking about, and I actually saw this uh, workbook that is literally called Single is Your Superpower, Catching Feelings for Yourself. And I actually mm-hmm. bought it, and I'm gonna. I have not looked. I mean, I've probably had it for like a month now, and I haven't even uh, uh opened it. But I definitely want to. I definitely want to get better in this arena. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because it it's it is detrimental to my mental health. Like I go crazy mm-hmm. sometimes, and I get super sad. Even though I'm a, a, a jovial person usually, but I I do get in my feelings quite a lot. Um, yeah. and so I'm just gonna read uh those things, and uh, you know I'm uh. Just, just, just try to get better for myself, you know, mentally, you know. Yeah, and and it goes back to the first bit of advice I gave you. Like I said, I think the biggest thing before you even can, before you can even think of getting into another relationship and or finding the one, and maybe even getting down to that point of being married, you you've got to come to terms with this thing with you first, because that's what I get the sense more than anything is like I think you you hold you're holding some animosity against yourself. You know what I mean? Whether it's, again, whether it's whatever role you played in or whatever she said you were lacking in, you're holding against yourself. Right? That's that's a big part. And just hearing the title of that book, I feel like that's kind of one of the things that is going to be focused on. And I'm glad that you have that and you're working towards that. Because, again, until you can until you can forgive yourself and move on, you're, you're never going to be okay. Because it's always going to be in the back of your mind and it's just going to end up being being a tool that continues to sabotage anything you're working towards yeah yeah definitely but yeah so i mean that is the freaking uh end of our episode um yo thanks man like this was <laughs> no, freaking thank you. This, <laughs> this was freaking awesome um yeah please, yeah man be, be, before before i let you go shout out your side hustle man i know you got you know i know you got one <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, we we still doing the DJ thing down here, you know. So I'm I'm uh, obviously my name is Rick Ricardo, you know. Most people call me Rick. I'm Rick Nodded on all social media. Yeah. So you know, anytime you want to check in and see what I got going on, you know, see me adoring my wife, screaming from the mountaintops, or or my kids, or on vacation, or doing some type of events, whatever it is. Um, you can follow me on Rick Nodic on everything. R I C N O T I Q. Um, still DJing on the side. You know, it's it's been an amazing hobby, and I've been fortunate enough to make some money off of it as, as well. But more than anything, I just love doing it. Just just the music itself. So that's something we do down here as well. You know, me and my partner Drew. You know, I've been doing the sports thing. The the pandemic has had us at home for a while, and I've been fortunate enough to. To team up with with a group of uh, a group of dudes that run an amazing sports platform called the Sports Hit List. So I'm generally on there on Wednesdays too. So you know, most of the time I post something on my on my Instagram or or Twitter or whatever. Anytime I'm being featured on there, but that's about it, man. Outside of that, you know, the music, the sports, and then trying to do my best to be an awesome husband and dad, man. That, that that's that's my big side hustle right there. Is just trying trying to continue to be a better man. Absolutely, and I, you know, I love your kids. You know, like your your firstborn is uh, my godchild, which I love. Absolutely, absolutely. We didn't touch up on that, but yes, sir. You 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 are you are the uh, godfather to my first man. So that thirty seven years strong, is, is, that's facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely means something. But um, yo, freaking. I mean, obviously, I know your kids' names, but whatever happened to the name Jasmine? Like, listen, uh, ever, ever <laughs> since this guy saw Aladdin, like ninety years yeah. ago. 
<laughs> he's been obsessed with that name. He's like, I'm gonna name my kid Jasmine. I'm gonna name my kid Jasmine. Yeah. And if anybody names their kid Jasmine, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> you know? So like, what whatever <laughs> happened to that? So here's the thing. And funny story, I'm actually gonna add a little tidbit with the X too. That conversation. Remember that conversation I told you I had with 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 the X and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it was actually after you know uh, my son was born and whatnot, and um so again she's you know friends best friends with my cousin so obviously my cousin you know still spoke to her and kind of let her know what's going on so as you mentioned as long as i could remember i always knew uh from from watching aladdin jasmine i was like oh if i ever have a daughter i'm gonna name my daughter jasmine and then from watching the skulls you know with uh with uh Damn, what's what's Pacey's name? How I forget Pacey's name. Uh, Joshua Jackson. Josh Jackson, yeah, Joshua Jackson, and and um, Paul Walker. A great movie, The Skulls. So um, Paul Walker's character's name in there was Caleb Mandrake. So seeing that, I was like, Caleb, man, that's an awesome name. So I knew from early, early on that whenever I had kids, my boy's name. If I have a boy, his name is going to be Caleb. If I had a girl, her name is going to be Jasmine. Everybody knew that. Every girl I ever dated since I was young. That was always my thing. So it's so funny how when I reached out to my ex that time just to kind of try to get closure and smooth things over, first thing she said was like, you know, because again, like I said, every girl I ever dated, I mentioned that. So she was like, oh, so I see you named your son Caleb. And I guess she <laughs> thought that was something that was exclusive to her. <laughs> you know? And she's like, I can't believe you named your son. Kevin. like, whoa, 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 chill. No, no, that name was gone. That, that name, I came into a relationship with you, and that name was already set in stone. You know what I mean? No matter what, my son is going to be named Caleb. So that was always a funny thing where when she got kind of pissed at that, I'm like, well, you don't have the right to be mad there because that wasn't something that was that you came up with. That was me, you know? Right. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, as far as, so, obviously, you know, we got pregnant the first time. You know, yeah. boy or girl, we already knew. If it was a boy, it's going to be Caleb. If it was a girl, it's going to be Chastin. Mm. So ended up being a boy, Caleb, boom. So now fast forward, I think when, when we got pregnant second time around, the the luster, I feel like, had worn off. I think if it was if if, if it was the first, if we had a girl the first time around, absolutely it was going to be Jasmine. But by then, you know, the, the shine had kind of wore off a bit because it never came around. So now by the time, it's like there was just so much attached to that name. The whole family, you know, all the friends, everybody's like, oh, it's going to be Jasmine, it's going to be Jasmine. And you know me, I like to pivot, you know, I like to shake things up. Yeah. And I was like, nah, you know, like this, this girl, this baby girl of ours, like has kind of been preordained as Jasmine for ever now. And it's like, nah, I wanted to switch it up. So, you know, um... We started kind of thinking about other names, and then, you know, Soraya popped up. I don't remember exactly how it popped up into my head, but as soon as it did, I was just like, oh, man, that's beautiful, you know? And I was like, that, that's that got to be it, you know? That, that was it right there. So, and then, you know, just, and I like the, I like the cadence. I'm crazy. I'm very into cadence, and I just felt like, you know, it just rolled well into the last name, especially with her middle name. Her middle name is Rose after my mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to be able to have Soraya Rose, I think, like, it just flowed very well. Yes. Z loved it immediately, too. It was like, boom, that was it. So it was a big deal, though, because everybody's just like, wait, you're having a girl and her name is not going to be Jasmine? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, man. That's so, funny. you know, that was that. It ran its course. It ran its course. I think, you know, the aura and the lore of it kind of got... The name just got bigger than than it being attached to my daughter itself. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, I'm done with it, you know? Right. Now, I feel you. And fun fact, 
I don't know if you know this, but my youngest niece, who's not young anymore, her name is Soraya. Yes, yes, I do know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, "Oh shit! All right." <laughs> no, that's that's a low key. It's funny because that's that's a low key, very popular Haitian name. You know? I never like, knew that. I, that was when when my when my uh, niece was named that. I thought it was like original. You know, I've never heard that yeah. name ever in like in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's cool. All right, man. Damn. All right. So okay. Cool. Um. So that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Oh wait, hold on. First of all, thank thanks again, Ricardo, for uh, nah, hey, nah, being nah, on this. Nah, man. Thing. Again, thank you. Like I love this. This was awesome. All right, this man, was thanks. absolutely awesome. All I right. told you from the moment you told me the title, I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be a great conversation." So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you you thought to include me on it. Oh, I definitely, definitely, it. man. All right, so that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Google Podcasts. Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That is TinkPodcast at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.